here then. Our, our son is, our son is, uh, I can't, uh, no one's going to be able to find him. I don't know, no one knows where he is. But no, it's not gonna be fine. What if he's hurt and then there's something bad happened to him? And I, I love him. He's our, he's our only boy. Of course, we do have a daughter. We care about our daughter, but we're not a. But we, we make sure that she's involved in all of our family dynamics, no matter how disturbing or ethical that they are. Yes, well, very unethical. Our son might have killed somebody. Well, but no, no, but. We where is he? Uh, nothing's gonna happen. Oh, I don't know we're gonna do that. Oh no, hey, hey, what do you, what do you think, Judith? Oh, I'm fine with it. Okay, well, shut your mouth. This, that's, that's basically, That's um, about it. That's you don't have to watch the movie. No, no, and we find, uh, this is, um, this is top-notch nonsense with Michael and Miranda. This is the genre movie podcast where we rate, ev where we explore everything from the tasty to the transgressive, from the silly to the sadistic, the sick to the sugary. We explore it all. This week we are talking about a double feature of moralizing thrillers where we where we know a moral of a story and uh, to be a good person, to a being upstanding, tell the truth, young man, or to, you know, you know, uh, learn how to let things go and not get frustrated with another human being so easily. Oh no, I'm gonna take his file. He fucked up my car. That is the other movie that we're uh, discussing today. It's just uh, those. It's like uh, if they picked different decisions, there would be no more drama in the actual movies. But they didn't. They picked the wrong decisions. All uh, these characters just keep on fucking up, especially in the first movie we're talking about. Before and after, and changing lanes. This is not another thing that came to me in this was how much uh, how much the actors felt very much in the wilderness of uh, of where they were in their careers. Both Liam Neeson and Meryl Streep f feel very like they uh, they're not grabbing a hold of things. La the year before this, in 1995, she did uh, the Bridges of Madison County with Clint. And it, it's it, it's just interesting uh, the type different types of acting that uh, that are in both of these movies. Now, in before and after, we have quite a um, we have quite a interesting uh, uh, lineup of movies that were coming out during uh, in February of 1996. We had the movie Masseuse, The Never Ending Story Three. Oh Lord. Oh. Uh, White Squall, the last uh, uh, um, a movie directed by Ridley Scott, and that the Q, the Q, the Q people who are, love the Q people, they're obsessed with that movie, and they think it has something to do with the deep state. Oh, the QAnoners! What movie is it? It's a movie called White Squall with uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Bridges. That is very much on the water type of. You know, uh, I'm I'm the only one to catch, uh, like an old man in the city type of movie, and they've latched onto it for some sort of white supremacy. White Squall. 
Yeah, White Squall. White Squall. What did I say? No, you said that. It's just not a white yeah, squall. word you hear uh, all that often. Yeah, I don't... Uh, th of course, this month, we also had the movie Black Sheep, which is the sequel... Uh, this is the second movie. This is the movie after Tommy Boy that isn't as good as Tommy Boy. There's The Juror with uh, Demi Moore and, uh, and Alec Baldwin. We have Broken Arrow with fucking... <laughs> I love it. Broken Arrow with John Travolta and Christian Slater mm. just being very uh very dramatic and action it's a it's a it's a fairly decent actioneer um action programmer City Hall with Al Pacino, uh, John Cusack and Bridget Fonda, which is also quite good. Mr. Wrong with oh. uh with Ellen DeGeneres. We also have uh, Happy Gilmore, one of Adam Sandler's few actual comedies that I actually enjoy. You know, Muppet Treasure Island, Pie in the Sky, Bottle Rocket, M Mary Riley, Space Truckers with Dennis Hopper. That's something we probably want to do for the pod, Space Truckers. And, of course, Bullet with Tupac and Mickey Rourke. So those were the type types of movies you can see in in February of nineteen of nineteen ninety six. It uh, it's it starts out in a uh, in before and after. It starts out in a um in a in a Massachusetts small town Massachusetts uh, town, right? It, yes, exactly. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> Western Massachusetts town. Uh, I was uh, I was not expect uh, I was not I really wanted both these movies to have more thriller uh, thriller pulse pounding stuff in them and they both both were uh, slower than I was expected and I looked it up and it was very much that's that that very much was the reaction at the time for both uh, especially for changing lanes they uh, were sold to build a goods for changing lanes and that trailer that just it wasn't as heavy hitting as this but yeah before and after is very mo much more like a moral uh melodrama than uh that has uh, a little much more in common with you know uh the James Dean movies than it does like any sort Which of James Dean movies oh with uh, i meant like the melodramatic There's acting only 3 yeah exactly the, but the melodramatic over uh, somewhat people would uh, say stiff acting in this in this movie just reminded me of bad, you know, James Dean imitations. Not necessarily James Dean movies, but I'm you, you could tell it was based on a book. It yeah. seems like an adaptation. Seems like not a super good adaptation. It's very lifetimey. Yeah, very very lifetimey. And uh, I was dis I'm disappointed in both. I I never thought I would be disappointed in two veteran actors who quote unquote have been in the business for a a, a fairly long a fairly long time. Both both. Uh, We're talking about Liam Neeson and Meryl Streep here. Yeah, they are not. Uh, the, the acting is odd. It's just very strange. And it it, it feels like she, the uh, the writing doesn't help either. It's no, not it like it, it feels very stilted. It doesn't feel like anything, you know, worth talking. Uh, you know, it just it just bung it just bungles over and over again. Oh Christ! 
But um, and but we also, you know, there's a weird cameo in this movie of Paul Giamatti just in the fucking. He's he's a he's in background. He's a juror. Is he a juror? Juror. He's a juror. A juror. Not the not the juror. A juror. Rural juror. Juror. And uncredited, uh, <laughs> no lines. He's just in background. Just, but it's it, it's at the near the end of the movie and finding out. Anyway, it it's uh. Uh, the ba- uh, the basic basic premise is like a uh, a um Edward uh, Edward Furlong. Oh no, oh, pa- Paul Giamatti was not a juror. He was just courtroom audience. Courtroom audience. Okay, it just seemed like I thought I thought he was one of the twelve or one of the nine. No, or he was just was. sitting in. The, he was just sitting in the courtroom. <laughs> That's just free that day. Okay, great. That's that's when. I mean, if you're already up in the eastern part and just you know have a free couple of days or something whatever but um yeah it's uh they they wake up and they don't know where there's uh it opens with a uh like on uh with uh, on the white snow or am i wrong there am i is the it very well may have opened on the white snow the first thing i have is um liam neeson practicing piano with the daughter oh yeah and that that's that's nice and every every character in here is a decent i mean i'm not they're not bad i mean they're not bad bad people they're trying their best they feel very working class very uh like or no just they they do what they do she's a doctor she's a doctor but in a a, in a western a small western new england town it's very this this uh, this town is very small is fairly small it's we're not talking a city here they uh they all know each other the but cops they, know they the have com- a, they have a lawyer friend yeah they have a lawyer friend they have so, a cop friend they all everyone knows each other it's uh, that's what i'm talking about it's, it's a small town so there's that pressure everyone is thinking that they do it and in a tight-knit community or in a small town like that there is enough pressure that's why they get fucking th- shit thrown at them for what they uh, for what people suspect their son did but uh, yeah, it's just there's uh, their son might have done uh, is is missing. I mean, is is quote unquote late or didn't well, come well, back. Remember, yeah. Okay, so Meryl Streep's character is a doctor. Yeah. And she she's is. she's um, tending to a little boy patient, yeah. and then they get that emergency emergency, and it's the girl that yes. comes in, and she is uh, heavily it's like really fucked on up. On death's real, door. Yeah, on death's door when the, she arrives in the. It, at the hospital, and she's like, "Oh, I know that. Uh, I know that. I've heard that name, and uh, you know, uh, the Meryl Streep voice and everything, which is okay. But uh, and so she recognizes it and puts it in the back of her mind. Oh, I've I've heard of that person. You know, well, it was a patient of hers. Yeah, it was a patient of hers. Yeah, and it she died. I mean, more uh, she dies. Event not eventually. She definitely dies very uh, very early, and they can't." They can't find. They can't find uh, the sun. The sun doesn't come back. There, there's a whole bunch of hullabaloo. It was like, ooh, asking where, uh, where, where Edward Furlong is. And for a, bi- a big enough, uh, a quasi big enough name, about like I don't know, four years after, no, five years after T two, which is ninety one. He, uh, they're really holding him back. They're not showing Edward Furlong at all. I think for. Uh, you know, narrative reasons, but uh, what did you think about? What did you think about that? 
Or, yeah, okay. What did I think about what that? I, what did you think about that what holding I... back Edward Furlong? Well, for I mean, well, he's missing. Yeah, he's, miss, uh, he's missing. There's... Uh, there's, they're worried that they, that something might have happened, something that might have happened to them. They're not thinking. Well, the parents are worried that something might have happened to him because remember the, um, the cop, their cop friend goes to the door, says, oh yeah, you know, the, that girl that was rushed to the hospital, she's dead and we need to, you know, we need to talk to your son yeah. and search his car and things like that. And that's when they realize that he's gone. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they, uh, he's, it's like, oh no, he's gone. And then he. At some point, and I could be not. I'm not wrong about this, but uh, uh, Liam Neeson makes some real terrible yeah. choices as a father. I, I guess I get it in the moment of freaking out, and it's like so he searches. Uh, Liam Neeson is the father of Edward Furlong, and of course, uh, with Meryl Streep being the wife uh, and mother, and he uh, goes to look at the car. Uh, goes to look at the car. He's very like, I don't. You need a warrant. You can't do this. Yeah, so he says to Daniel yeah. Von ba uh, Bargen, who I saw in a Jean-Claude Va uh, Van Damme movie last night, who plays the sheriff, the guy who's super bald, who is the uh, sheriff that... Anyway, uh, he's been in he was in plenty of wonderful well, yeah, movies. Yeah, then they find out from the cop that their son had picked up the dead girl from, from her job, job earlier yeah. that day. Yeah. And the parents had no idea. They had no idea they were together. No, they didn't. They Or hung out or knew each other This at is all. news the to them knew. because their son doesn't tell them any. Uh, his, son uh, his son is shut off from them for, like, for teenage reasons and for feeling betrayed by... Well, also, it was kind of a class thing. You see, like, she, like, the girlfriend later on during the kerfuffle calls him a rich boy, so he kind of... They, I think he kind of feels like she's not... She's uh, not, she's not, she's right not good enough or yeah. wealthy enough for you know for for his richness even though it's not uh, yeah she is on the lower rung I guess on the poverty line. I mean we don't find goes. out a whole lot about that. We only we only hear what they what they say. Yeah, and they uh, they don't delve deep into the other no. family as much as they could have. But because um, it's like yeah okay the mom's a doctor they seem pretty well off but like they're not. Again, they're not in the city. They're, they're not in any major city. They're uh, I guess they're close enough to Boston because we eventually learn of what of what happens. But uh, it's uh, anyway. The uh, it, so, yeah. So after he makes the cop leave, Liam Neeson searches. Um, I don't think it's the son's car. I think it's the car they let the son use. And there's like bloody clothes and stuff in the trunk. There's bloody clothes and the uh, the jack. Which has uh, which has blood all over yeah. it and is and is really fucking fu uh, different two pieces the of uh, that have two metal pieces that have uh, blood on it as well as gloves as well as like all sorts of fucking shit in the back of that truck. See, so we assume right away. Oh shit, Edward Furlong up to you know up to nonsense again. Up to like that fucking scoundrel just murdering girls. Uh, which is, you know, not, uh, which we find out, n not technically yes and technically no. But, um, he, uh, it, he, but he makes the wrong decision. I, I, I don't did. know if I would, I do in, in that situation because not we don't this. have children, but I don't, I don't think we would have done, I don't think I would have done this even to, you know, because I don't. He cleans up the fucking back of the uh, trunk and just says, "Oh gosh, uh, blood. We can't, we can't have that happen. We can't. Uh, I gotta make sure that." And it's it, his. 
both of these movies, and I just realized it right now, but they both have characters with uh, trying to do have good intentions by behind what they're doing, and honestly, it, it's it doesn't go well. It's paid with good intention, you know. Road to everything is paid with good, road to hell. The road to hell. Hell is paved, is paved with, with good, good intentions. intentions. I've heard that. I read that in a book once, but it's uh, it was it's. It's not good. I mean, it's not a good idea, but he does it. And congr- I mean, yeah, he tries to clean all the blood out. And then he number puts one all father kinds of, puts all, all kinds of other crap in the trunk to try and cover to, it up in case the cop comes back to look. Which he does eventually. Which he does eventually. He has uh, the lawyer is played by John Hurd, who is, uh, is oh yeah. It, uh, I wasn't expecting him. Who is more or less, more or less their just friend, yeah. he's their friend and just like I'm here and uh, it's good. But as soon as he realizes how big this idea is of like oh their son might have been uh, killed a girl he's like I I do uh, taxes and some other I do Mor- just like property and mortgages yeah, he's, and he's ta- not a criminal lawyer. I am not a I know a guy and we're gonna get the best guy and that's what's gonna uh, that's what's gonna happen. And uh, during all of this, he's Edward Furlong is still gone. So all of this hoopla, we still don't know where he goes. Uh, where he went off. Uh, went off he's to. off for like a good what 30 40, minutes? 30 minutes of the movie or something. It feels like it's the first thirty to forty minutes of the movie, and he doesn't freaking show time. up. And uh, anyway, it and so he uh, so they eventually have to uh, go. Uh, now, I, I forgot the uh, sequence of events and what, uh, when they get the lawyer and when they start receiving the postcards, but there is well, a... That, hap- that happens much that's later. much later, okay. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he burns the clothes, yeah, burns the clothes, cleans the jack uh, before the police get back, mm-hmm. and, you know, she... <laughs> we find out that um, Liam Neeson and his son had had a fight that morning. Yeah. So they think that he's... That's why he's disappeared. They think it's related to that, perhaps. Yeah, and, you know, care, uh, and he also, throughout this movie, they keep, uh, they explain, there's, like, so much trust within this fucking movie. You're telling your, your not only your wife, but also your daughter, exact, uh, uh, like, detail, uh, just having them around, and they're hearing details of a supposed, the supposed crime, no matter how, how freaked out it is. They... You know they're they're trying to find Jake uh, they, and they're trying to find Jacob throughout all of this. Jacob is Edward Furlong's character. Yeah, and they uh, put up signs and shit like that throughout, right? Yeah. Yeah, he puts up "Have you seen me?" posters, but I think before that, so the cop comes back with the warrant. Yeah. Um, and you know, right when Liam Neeson is is fucking with all this evidence. Yeah, and that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> he almost gets caught. He almost, all nearly fucking gets caught, which is fucking sad and fucked up. So they take they they take the car and they just take they take all the fucking evidence. They also go and search Edward Furlong's room. Yeah. Um, and they very nineties. Yeah, it's very nineties. Was it a nine inch nails? Yeah, yeah, my favorite. And uh, yeah, and there's like I I believe there's some Nirvana stuff if I'm not mistaken. Soundgarden. It would be be that time. Yeah. Um. So in the top drawer, they find a nude picture of the dead girl. Yeah. Which proves that Edward Furlong knew her. Yeah. And that's when John Hurd first shows up. Yeah, and that's when John Hurd says, oh, "Hey, wait, 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 wait! You can't. You this is." Uh, He's just like, "Yeah, don't tell them anything. Don't answer any questions. Shut your mouth. Don't say jack shit." 
And uh, they, yeah, and at, throughout, uh, over the next, they think that they're, that a, some sort of maniac or some sort of bad guy killed their son as well as the yeah they, as well they as think the that the, yeah they think that the or son well missing the is um girl is well. um, related to the girl's death but not in the way that the cops do um, oh <clears throat> well I mean the, Liam knows something's up he saw the bloody shit in the trunk Meryl doesn't know that until he tells her. <laughs> Again, we're just and opening the shit up. And he's just, she's like, wait, what? What's going on? He's like, yeah, it's been taken care of. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so so much. I, w I don't know if I would be able to. I'm going to tell you every single freaking. Th I don't know if I would have done the same. There's a lot of bad decisions, both these people. A lot of mistakes, both these freaking people. Yeah, make. so that's when I was like, oh gosh, maybe something, maybe something fucked up did happen. And, um,. <clears throat> They get a phone call, and it's the weirdest... This is that weird writing and Meryl's weird acting, which usually isn't weird, but it is in this movie, where she, she answers the phone and says, like, Oh, our first well-wisher. Oh, aren't you proud? Well, you don't have much of a brain, but you have mighty quick reflexes. We have no what? idea who this person is she's talking to, no. what they're talking about, but those lines came out of her mouth. That's, that really doesn't make any sense. In any real, in any real context. I think it's... Any context, really. It doesn't make any sense. That, uh, that, that statement really makes contradictory sense within that set, uh, statement. doesn't even... It, it doesn't even... Those are two colliding ideas that have opposite, you know, fucking intentions. I think what the idea is supposed to be, when she says well-wisher, like, I think this is when it, like, just the news of him being, the son being related to the dead girl is starting to trickle through the town. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the first harassment that they get. Okay. But but it's, that's not super clear. And with, how she said she it, harassment, if, I, if someone was trying to harass me, I went, I don't know if I would have talked that fucking, and that, like, out of, it's not, it's super unclear about any of that but shit. But she maybe is, uh, fucking, yeah, she is freaked out at that point. She is freaked out, and then, so, uh, so maybe now she's so freaked out, Meryl Streep, she's just saying, like, nonsense words, she's now not making sense, you know. I guess. Narratively, and how she's odd. freaking talking, anyway. But, uh, it, it, yeah, and they keep on, uh, they put up these, the, the fucking posters and shit like that, and they yeah, plaster it off, have you seen him, picture, and all that yeah. stuff, and, and it's very much oh that's and then one of one of the fucking uh, one of the posters says murder have you seen this murderer or you know just plasters murder yeah, on happened, the fucking that thing happened, that, that happens a little that later, happens a yeah. little bit later but yeah it's starting the news is starting to spread around that small town like you know Meryl goes to work and the daughter is in the school bus and we see the school bus pass the dead girl's funeral where yeah. all, the, all the mourners are leaving they and, are not happy with it. yeah and, and we turn and we see all the kids on the bus are looking at the sister yeah it's and it's like, scary. your brother did this yes which means we can't like you and we're gonna stare you down we don't know what empathy is we're a child but um that it that is it, it's really traumatizing for the entire family because he just fucking up and bailed and yet they're and they're constantly worried. Both Liam and fucking Meryl are just like, oh no, I don't, I can't help it. I can't. I'm so freaked out. But what? You know, they're not thinking the absolute worst of what could have happened. They don't want to believe what people in the town are starting to 
freaking believe, which is he might have fucking. Yeah, this like girl. like when Meryl's putting the daughter to bed, she sees the light on in the son's room, and she yeah. she's all excited that he's back. But instead, it's Liam Neeson who says, you know, he'll find his way back to us. I know there's an ex- another explanation to this. And then the next day, I believe, it's Liam Neeson gets um. <clears throat> gets the mail, and it's a postcard from Boston. Yeah. And they, it's, okay, this is, I think, a plot hole to me. This bothers me. Yeah, this entire freaking thing is very convoluted about how this came across. And Anyway, go Yeah, ahead. so, you know, he says, oh, I know, I know that that's Jacob's writing, which there, there's the plot hole when we find out later how the postcards happen. <clears throat> and Meryl thinks, you know, she's sure that somebody else made him write it. She thinks he's been, like, kidnapped yeah. by someone who also murdered the dead girl. Um... But Liam doesn't want her to mention the postcards to their lawyer friend, who is our, their only lawyer at this point. Yeah. And that's when, yeah, um, Liam Neeson goes to the hardware store for whatever reason, and he sees that somebody wrote... It, 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 wrote that uh, murder not murderer, on the, but killer. Killer on the, on the thing, poster. yeah. The, um, it's... Uh, and I believe he's some sort of... It feels uh, like, at the very beginning, beginning, it feels like he's some sort of welder. He's, uh, and we've... I, or some sort of worker of like met, he works on met some sort of metal making metals. It just seemed like he was yeah some, some sort some of some kind of builder of some, builder some sort. Of they don't really get carpenter. That, that does it yeah. doesn't really it isn't really integral to the story. Isn't it? not even her. I mean, other than Merle being a doctor is not really all that integral. All other than you know kicking off a plot a plot point. Other than that, well, but, at this point we do see like all all of her patients start canceling and yeah. his news is. Spreading, spreading and it's like ooh, that's the that's the potential murderer's uh mother let's uh let's not go to her as a doctor even though we've been doing it for years yeah okay fine whatever and these uh, uh go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off about the postcards thing that you were speaking about the plot hole between well I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to it we haven't gotten oh, to that okay. point in the plot yet but I'll, I'll circle back to it yeah okay good and then um be, uh, because this happens over uh, this situation happens over like we have like a five week span where uh, uh, where they can't really where he's getting one hit, uh, the f- first postcard happens but that and then it, it you find out how long it, time that uh, goes by uh, throughout uh, well they get more postcards, postcards remember they like get that. one from St. Louis one from New Mexico yeah. one from Malibu yeah <laughs> it's very specific why Malibu um <clears throat> And you know Liam Neeson wants to keep everything everything a secret. He's like, no, we don't want we don't want to tell the lawyer. We can't tell the cops. We can't tell anyone that this is happening. So at this point, I'm like, okay, does he know something or did he do something? Yeah, and before tampering with the possible evidence. Yeah, well, he definitely tamp. You can't tamper that shit. And then we kept on saying, you're going to get in trouble with this. We it's it, that you're going to. Because you tampered with evidence, even if you assume that he didn't do a bad thing, and you're you're still cleaning up the you know cleaning up for the quote-unquote original crime and yeah these postcards happen over the course of a five uh, of a five-week yeah. period yeah this is when we find that out um they get a call to turn on the tv and then they see the news story that it's been fine it's been five weeks since the girl died and edward furlong has been arrested hiding in his friend's apartment and <laughs> that's in boston right he actually did go to boston yeah he i i it, uh, uh, his idea, which and it took him such a long time. Well, he doesn't let's, speak let's get there chronologically. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
they uh, yeah it gets to that po- it gets to the point where yeah they get they caught him and now he's uh now he's in jail he's very he's much in, yeah he's in juvie he's in ju- uh, juvie and he can't uh, and he's remaining super freaking quiet yeah they his parents go to see him and they ask him all the questions like did you go to all those cities um you know what Blah, blah, blah. Where you know, did you get happened? the money to do? I mean, that would be my first question. How the hell are you, you know, flying in and out of everywhere and then coming back? What's the deal with that? But yeah, yeah but he says not a word. Meryl gets super pissed and tells him to um, figure out what to tell their lawyer and don't waste his time too when he comes. <laughs> so fucking weird. It's it, yeah, and uh, now they're more pissed than you know concerned with him because. He ain't saying well, anything. Now they know that he's okay. Now that you know he's okay but and he's not, not dead. But uh, yeah, it's 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 sad. He uh, he he only and then he gets to his freaking arraignment and mm-hmm. uh, and that's when there are actual protesters. Yeah, with, and with picket signs and whatnot. Yeah, and people are starting to, to really get yeah that that type of evil anger they got inside their inside their blood. But uh, it's. And he, the only time he really speaks is, uh, the first time we hear him really speak, speak, is when he says not, yeah, not guilty, I'm not gonna, yeah, and when he plea, you know, enter his plea at the arraignment, not guilty, and then he doesn't, and then he doesn't say, and then he, uh, and then he goes silent again. Yeah, so the lawyer asks, um, or, you know, his, uh, lawyer asks to release him on bond, and then the, um, the prosecuting prosecuting lawyer says that oh they shouldn't do that because of both his safety and the town's safety the town like he might be a murderer and people are pissed at him so something might happen to edward him. furlong will kill again which is pretty pretty valid but he is re- <laughs> <laughs> but he is released on two hundred fifty thousand dollars bail and he goes home as you know and you know to be his I, one of his parents say catatonic self yeah and he hides himself up in the treehouse in a, in like a treehouse and shit like that meanwhile oh, oh uh, i don't know it, i forget what i think they uh it during the first arraignment is that when john heard is still his uh yeah yeah that's what i, I wanted to double check because they bring they eventually bring in alfred molina but yeah that's that's later though. that's a little bit later but yeah at this uh, freaking in a treehouse well, I think it is it before before that. Let me see. Yeah, there's there's some stuff that happens before the treehouse. Um, so um, you know, Meryl and Liam are kind of distraught and they're talking. And you know, Liam Neeson says, you know, I set him out into the world with that kind of rage. How can I make it up to him? So he really believes that they got in a fight and he murdered his girlfriend because they got in a fight. And it's like, okay, if and that- he has my bad gene. I mean, he he's so worried that my I must have spread something down to him. You know, uh, it, given him some hate in her his heart to for him to do this crime and shit like that. He's blaming himself. Which is like, if that if that were the case, your kid needs to be put away because that's that's not a person that should be out in society. <laughs> yeah. And then they bang, and then they meet with John Hurd at his home, and he's that, this is where he's like, yeah, I'm a mortgage guy, and you need a criminal <laughs> lawyer. I know a guy. Yeah. And it's Alfred Molina. Yay, Alfred Molina. So they go see Alfred Molina. Yeah, I, yeah. He's, he's the bright spot of this film, as he is in many of his films. Yeah, and he's actually good with in, in yeah, this. It seems a, like everyone... is absolutely believable. And and so many of the and I won't say that the acting is bad from a whole bunch of the other actors. It's just not out of it's place. Just, yeah, it's just it's just strange. It's just, it doesn't feel it like weird. It doesn't feel like there's. I mean, with uh, the other movies that uh, this 
director has directed. I mean, like he did Murder by uh, Murder by Numbers, which is uh, hilarious, and you know he did the 1998 Desperate Measures. He freaking you know it's it, he did Kiss of Death. He did directed Single White Female. He freaking did uh, so. He's a decent. He's done a decent uh, freaking a decent directing. It's just I don't. It's it's just it feels very uneven as far as uh, about like very uneven and very like we're not e not everyone is in the same universe yeah uh, as far as like acting goes Tone or any of that shit and you're uh, and so that's that's what uh, that's what fucks up this movie overall but um, yeah well, that okay. and all the plot holes that and the plot uh, that and the plot holes. And everyone, it, yeah, the tone is, uh, not everyone got the tone for this. Mm. But, uh, anyway. The, uh, yeah, it's... So Alfred Molina asked the parents, you know, things like, you know, he's, try, he's trying to prep to see what sort of, what sort of case he wants to build. And he's just like, well, you know, does your son have a problem expressing his anger? Does he ever explode? And they're just like, well, you know, he's a teenager. He's a perfectly normal teenager. He's never done anything, you know, blah, 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 blah. And Alfred Molina's like, yeah, okay, great. You know your son as your son. Very waspy in their yeah, responses. Um, but the jury will only remember this. And he shows a picture of the dead girl with, like, the hole oh, in her fucking, eye. Ugh. And Meryl freaks out at this. So now Edward Furlong is in the treehouse, and the daughter is looking for him. Yeah, and they say, oh, how did you, uh, oh, God. It so traveled she, all over the country. How did you really yeah, do it? Yeah, she's you? like, well, did you ever really go anywhere, Jake? And he's, you know, he's silent, 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 being a pain in the ass. And she's just like, yeah, Sullen mom. as fuck. Yeah, sullen as fuck, yes. And, you know, she's like, well, mom had to close her office. And then he finally speaks. He says, <clears throat> I take a train to the airport, find a flight, and find someone going on that flight to send a postcard from him when they got there. So fucking convoluted. Yes, very convoluted. And also, how, like, really, really, these people really did this for him? I mean, maybe he asked, like, eight people and only three postcards got sent. Could happen. It, but that's why it's a hole when she said, oh, that's definitely his writing, because it definitely fucking wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Unless, unless, wait, was that the, Bo maybe I'm completely wrong, was that the Boston postcard? They got a postcard for Boston first? So he did get a Boston postcard. He did get a okay, Boston postcard first. Okay, so that's not a hole. I'm completely that's wrong. The one, but I'm yeah. completely wrong. Yeah, but still, that... So they just, well, that's weird, though. Because yeah. then they just assume all the other ones are from him, when when it's like if you took all four postcards and held them next to each other, it would very obviously be different. Which right? I, th which, that's in that hole. same point... That's the whole. But that, but Liam Neeson, the fucking father of, of this... That's exactly what he did. He actually, we actually have a scene of him looking at all the freaking postcards from every single one. You would think that he would look at not just where they were coming from and the names at the bottom of them, but you would check the fucking handwriting on every single one to see how different the handwriting is and whether or not that was. Uh, anyway, and what do you, yeah, what he actually says, and if it's believable coming from him, yeah, just yeah, uh, whatever, whatever, fine, whatever, but uh. <laughs> It's it really is such and and it's such a weird it's such a weird and unusual it's just a weird exclamation explanation for that it seems like a long way to go to uh, for something I mean, I so guess, simple I mean I guess in the mid nineties it was the only way that was possible you can't just go on eBay or or wherever and get 
postcards from whatever city you want. Yeah. And I at this point, did we think did you think that he was the kill the killer of any of this? Did you, what were your thoughts? Well, I was kind before of like, okay, revealed? if he if he just straight up is the killer, this is a been this is a bunch of hubbub for nothing. Yeah. And then we're revealed much later what he, what he actually did, which is yeah. really kind of so, yeah, so embarrassing. So yeah, it's no dinner wonder. time, the phone ring. Liam Neeson answers it, and he talks down another harasser. And that's when you know Edward Furlong starts talking to them, and he's like, do you really believe I'm not guilty? And they're just like, oh, we'll stand by you. And Edward Furlong's all like, well, that's just sentimental bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, that's when Liam Neeson comes clean and says... Oh, I know. I think as Meryl Streep says this, would all parents destroy evidence and lie to the police? What the fuck? You just said out loud. Yes, and uh, and it, we're at the dinner table. Like if you're gonna do that shit, you have to keep it on the DL. We're at the dinner table, and he and they they just start sp- again. Like, your man, daughter is like wait, nine years old, yeah, eight or I, nine. <laughs> I think she's like twelve, thirteen. But it's like we to admit to some extra crimes. Okay, so yeah, she's probably 12 or 13. He's probably like 15 or 16. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be 16. like 16, 17. Whatever um, it is. I yeah. think they mentioned that he's 16. And you know, Edward Furling says, well, how am I supposed to sit here and talk about killing somebody? It wasn't me. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, what the fuck was fuck going on? on? Yeah, tell, tell us. Tell us, dude. And then he... And then he goes cut. on, he says things like, um, I kept meaning to tell you we were hanging out, um, but the idea of meeting you guys spooked her. We had a terrible fight. She was mad that I had no rental car for the dance. And, you know, not introducing <laughs> you so was... fucking weird. And not wanting to meet you was the parents' way of telling her that she's not good enough. Uh-huh. And then... Um, you know, he was mad because she was pregnant, and she didn't think it was his, but didn't say whose it was, which means she was, and I quote, getting around. You know, it probably wasn't mine because we were careful. And then she said, I hate you, and I never want to see you again. <laughs> typical teenage typical, Beverly typical. Hills high school drama, 90210 drama. Like, oh my gosh, you can't, I, it's not like that. No, so wrapped up in their own So emotions. that was all just him verbalizing everything. Yeah. And then we get the actual flashback. Yes. Where he says, then they made up, but they were really tired. They couldn't get the car out of the snow. It was stuck. And the girlfriend told Edward Furlong to get the jack, to jack up the car. And she's all super pissed, saying things like, this is why I can't be with you, you rich kid, you fucking pussy. If I was with so-and-so, we'd be home by now. Yeah. And this pisses him off. So he's, he slaps her. So what did you think all. about the, uh, this thing? I'm still... Oh, yeah, okay. Go ahead. Um... <laughs> What did you think about it, Michael? I didn't think it was good for him to hit her. No. Um, (laughs) Then she goes at him with a crowbar in her hand, you know, kind of swats at him, barely misses him, and he's holding on to the crowbar, trying to get it away from her, and she's, you know, she's pulling, he's pulling, and she kind of lets go, and he beans her on the head with the crowbar, and, you know, trying to get it away. And then she turns around and falls face first onto the jack and gets impaled through the eye. Yeah. So this is how she gets wounded. Yeah, this is how she dies. Yeah, this is how she initially... This is another yeah. thing, though. When she showed up at the hospital, she was still alive. So she wasn't, like, automatically... Dead, like, dead. No. dead right away. No, it so took some time. So this is where what he does is the biggest problem of all. Yeah, well, uh, it... You could argue up to this point that this is a bit of a situation, an accidental situation. An you accident, could angle up even, to this point. 
up to this point, almost even sort of self-defense-ish. Yeah, you could even, yeah, the lawyer could even uh, admit but, that but at this point, definitely. too. A a accidental death, up to up the, to this point, and then he does. Is accidental manslaughter a thing? Well, Negligence? no, no, it, that's, you're just being, you're, you're being accidental redundant death? there. That it, it, manslaughter is... When you accidentally kill somebody. Oh, shit, so, okay. That, that, as that. in, uh, as, as referenced in, in oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Brad, uh, by Brad Pitt, who says, yeah, it, it doesn't, it, anytime you accidentally kill somebody, it's okay, manslaughter. Okay, so manslaughter is the crime of killing a human being without malice aforethought. Yes. I, yeah, I knew that. What much. you have or seen Or otherwise in circumstances not do. amounting to murder. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That, uh, what you what UFC people could argue in court. Yes. I could say, oh, I'm sorry. No. Gotcha. They're, they're not stupid. But, Which is uh, weird because it's 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 even it's such a worse word than even than murder. Yeah, exactly. That, man slaughter. I slaughtered a man. Yeah, that's a old that's nearly, that's joke's been told so many times I know. by so many people. And it's, it's so obvious. Yeah, it's great. It's just not great. But uh, yeah, I actually, is, actually heard it on a recent episode of Beavis and Butthead as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it was funnier when they. It's it's it. it's already sort of becoming more of a stock joke. I know, and it, it, it's totally it. a stock joke, but it's so yeah, because it's so obvious. You it's have like to that's a find a new spin on that. What thing. it is? Yes. Yeah, and I think yeah. Well, you're the Seinfeld you do Seinfeld doing in the late eighties. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm fine. Challenge accepted. Not Kidoki artichoke. Uh, that's okay. So, uh, <laughs> I will not. Okay, now, uh. So at this point, Meryl assumes that the jury would totally just believe it was an accident. He's our little boy. Even though now the evidence was purposely destroyed. Yeah, so you're f truly f <laughs> fucked. Uh, fucked. Or burp fucked. Charming, Jesus Christ. Man. I think it was very charming. Let's move on. But, uh, she's. She's very, um, she's very over-emotional, and she just... It's just like, well, I believe my son, so surely everyone, everyone else will. Everyone else will, in this small western town where we're getting, uh, when he's getting labeled killer on his missing thing. I don't think it's a western thing. town, babe, it's in Massachusetts. Western Massachusetts. But, okay. That's, I said, that's what I meant to say. Okay. Western Massachusetts town of western, Ma yes, exactly. All the words. But, uh, yeah, and she thinks that if they just, if we just tell the truth of all of this, everything will be A-OK, I mean, everything will be A-OK, and you won't get that many consequences. Yeah, and you legit just kind of right. verbally said that we destroyed evidence just, and lied to the police. Okay, so it wasn't a crime before, but it is now. Yeah. You guys just completely fucked it up, um... So then, um, Edward Furlong and Liam Neeson are outside. They're 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 like in the garage, and Liam tells them, you know, they took the car, but it's clean. At least I hope. And that's when Edward Furlong is like, "Okay, mom said something too, that you guys did something." What he's, did you do? Yeah, he's like, "You could go to jail too." And Liam Neeson's, you know, being the big man, he's like, "Well, it's uh, it better it be me." And it's like, "It better it be nobody. If you hadn't done that, you might have a shot." And he's like, oh, "I." I maybe bought a chance. We didn't hear your confession. Oh, so you're gonna keep lying? <laughs> which was which was what got you in possible trouble in the first place. You didn't know that it was an accident. You assumed it was murder, and you had to cover up for your murderer son. I, you made the assumption. Yeah, and uh, you know, if I had that son, I would I would just be I. I think like, I would try to be as honest as I could like, be well, with the Jake, fucking we know, cops. We know you're a fucking creep, and we knew you're gonna kill someone eventually. <laughs> Jesus so. Christ! I mean, is that what he was thinking? 
<laughs> we know that you're a sullen, unhappy prick that I moved into, gave you more depression. But you know, that's why you probably killed your 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 burgeoning rela- uh, your your girlfriend that you had a burgeoning relationship with. Yeah. So that's when when Liam gives Edward Furlong um, some <laughs> bullshit story about how you know, like um. How, you know, the car was stuck in the snow, so you went to go get help or something. Yeah. And that's when you just you just bailed on her. And then when you went back, you saw her face planted into a jack. jack. <laughs> or or I guess he wasn't supposed to see that part. You know, you you know, she was um alone and she got scared and ran, and that's when you just took the car back. Which is like, okay, but the car was stuck in the snow, but you know, he went back, you know, a few hours later and it was just easily drive awayable. <laughs> All right, Liam Neeson. Finally. Like, that doesn't have holes full of it. Yes, exactly. I... <laughs> I left my girlfriend in the car in the blizzard to get help or whatever. I came back like an hour later. She was gone. I didn't mention it to anybody. I just drove home and disappeared to Boston. Uh, bottom line, Liam Neeson is in this is very different from the Liam Neeson action character that he would start portraying in, two, in four, like 14 to you know, 20 years later, you know, 22 years later, he would start, or 15 years later, where he's like, yes, I know, have all the skills to make sure this murder goes away. He didn't, He doesn't have any fucking skills here. Yeah, he, he just is, makes, every, every step he takes, he makes things worse. Every step he takes, you fuck up. And he's just like, yeah, and, and when you, let me see, uh, and he went back and didn't know what happened to her, and... You know, you got scared and ran. Let's not make the case for them. It's like, homie, you're making the case for them. <laughs> so that's when Edward Furlong gives that bullshit story to Alfred Molina. Yeah, which is ins- insane. Yeah, and then he, he and then um, Liam Neeson and Edward Furlong are about to leave um, Alfred Molina's office, and he's just like, "Well, what started the the fight in the first place?" And Edward Furlong's like, "Well, she was pregnant for one," and that's when. El- El- Alfred Molina's like, yeah, okay, you need to come back and sit down. This was kind of a pertinent piece of information that you, like, didn't tell me until you were in Warframe. Yeah, it's not... And he realizes, this is something I can work with. This is something I can deal with. Yeah, he's like, okay, so we can can build a case by, one, assassinating this poor teenage pregnant girl's character. Haste that she had another jealous boyfriend. Yeah. If he wasn't, if Edward Furlong wasn't the father. And Alfred Molina is still believing that all, what all they're saying is completely true. Because he's thinking well, that... Well, I they, think he's pulling like the Billy Flynn kind of um, defense lawyer thing. He's like, you know, I, I didn't ask you if you're guilty. I didn't ask you were innocent. I asked you if you had $3,000. Yes. It's, it's like, you don't want to know the truth. You want you just want to know what case you're building. Yeah. It's better for the, uh, better for the old uh, conscience that way. Yeah. It's, and uh, that's another regular... Lawyer thing that plenty of uh, scary or bad or bad faith actor lawyers use in real life and in the movies. Indeed, uh, uh, and in uh, pop culture, are 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 you know the wonderful one and only Saul Goodman? Uh, oh, yes. You know, often did this type of tactic where he could only do hear just as much. And Alfred Molina is actually playing a good faith, th- uh, good faith enough. He has enough moral character or moral uh, compass and conscious not to to realize what he has to do uh, with these fucking goddamn clients of his which <laughs> yeah so so Liam and Edward are driving away from the office and Edward Furling is really doubting this fake story yeah. he's like I don't he's like I don't feel right you know 
Yeah. Telling my lawyer a fabrication. No, yeah. We have to tell, you know, and to all the all those people out there listening, if, if there's one person you two people you shouldn't lie to. Your wife and your lawyer, especially yeah, your lawyer. But because Yes, because neither of them can testify against you. Exactly. Those are the two people that you always tell the truth to. Everyone out, I mean, that and the IRS, of course. Yes, of course. But um it's it's very frustrating. So then yeah. when they get home, um, Meryl and Liam fight. You know, she says, well, now he has to defend you and himself. And, you know, he says, you know, someone will have to be forgiven, forgiven, either him for what he's done or us for not doing every, doing nothing when we could save him. Would you rather forgive him? And it's like, okay, dude, this is just... <laughs> it's, this is just frustrating. I have never... This is so. This is a unique situation. I've seen a bunch of Meryl Streep movies. This is one of the very few times where I've actually found her really annoyed. Like uh, maybe she was just miscast in this. I don't even. Yeah, it doesn't feel. It, it doesn't feel right. And her yeah, choices. It doesn't feel like a fleshed out character, or it just. And so she's breathing as much, you know, heavy theater emotional melodrama it just i kept i just kept on thinking those of those 50s melodramas but they were but just done like badly like so fucking woodenly and it, i've never fucking been repelled i'm not repelled but just it didn't fucking it just bothered me because it it uh, because the supporting characters john everyone who's playing it straight like the lower Supporting characters are really great yeah, in this. Yeah, they're all fine. Like John Hurd and the sheriff, who I mentioned again, and just, and, you know, Al Alfred Molina doing yeah, dec decent work here. There are, uh, and... Is it like they're just, they're acting a little bit too hard? Is that what's happening? Yeah, I, I get... I can't even put my finger on it. And I don't even know if this was... It. This should have probably gotten uh, some Razzies. I don't know if uh, I didn't look at. I don't think it was. I looked up. I didn't, it didn't seem like it got any Razzies, but it's just uh, anyway. But it, uh, it it just turned me off. So I mean, just made me feel so. It's just one of the most unusual things that she's ever uh, acting choices that she's ever done. Even when she's playing, when she played the uh, Thatcher, that that's the only other time where i felt it was slightly out of mm. uh, only uh where i we saw it maybe it's because we saw it do much much better with jillian anderson that's be, that's the only mm. reason why the that role didn't really jive because i've been comparing it so much yeah I can see that. but um but yeah anyway yeah but she's very uh, she please she she kind of wants him wants Edward Furlong, her son, to tell the truth. She really wants him to, like, fess up and do the right thing. But, ugh. Yeah, um, then we're we're in the courtroom. We don't see any actual court shit. No. We see preparation for it. We mm -hmm. see them kind of sitting there. We don't see... We don't see any testimony. We don't see any cross-examination. We don't, we don't see any actual no-courtroom drama. This is where you could have... This is where you're supposed to put the melodramatic yeah. acting yeah. that you have been doing in these houses and in these kitchens and shit like that. If you're going to do any sort of emotional, this is the perfect moment for Meryl Streep to go up on that uh, oh, up on that witness stand and say, "When I heard that my husband told me that he did this, I felt so emotional." There, there could have been a fucking moment here, yeah. and it's a real fucking missed opportunity. Whether or not 
It's in the book, which is based might be based on a real story, a real true story. I don't know. It's based on a book, so maybe I gotta look into it. But I, it, whether or not it is, this is the perfect time to add some real tension. So when when the guilty ver when the fucking verdict is handed down, there's some actual like anticipation between the the audience will feel anticipation and whether or not justice is served but you're just going from like the prep to the payoff and there's no yeah. and there's no real actual tension of finding out of and what comes out there could be a good back and forth between Alfred Molina fu accidentally fucking up you could turn this movie around if you had a better uh, if you had an actual court yeah. scene, it, if not like 15 to 10 more minutes and you had that and you pulled it off, that would have made the ending actually f feel like uh, it meant something rather than just a fucking, just a, a, a cloudish thud. There was like a barely a, a, it just fucking plateaued too early and I didn't feel like it hit any yeah, sort of totally. anything. But yeah, they... okay. So Alfred Molina's assistant goes to um, the parents and with the um, the blood test and fetal analysis yeah. report, proving that Jake was not the father. <laughs> so that's when Alfred Molina says, "Great, we can go after the girl and her character," and it creates doubt, uh, which is fucked up. But I yeah, but it's that's the way to if that's if that's how to do it. But then Liam Neeson cannot keep his mouth shut. <laughs> And he fights with Alfred Molina. Um, we and we don't see this happen. This is another thing. We see him telling Meryl's. Oh no, we see, okay. No, we see him fighting with Alfred Molina about how he refuses to testify, even if he has to go to jail because he's screwed. He's like, either I make my son look gu guilty. He doesn't say this, but this is, I think, the crux of it. Either I make my son look guilty, or I literally have to commit perjury. Yeah. Hmm. It's like, because I lied, I'm going to continue to lie, which is why I'm not going to be under oath, because I'm going to lie. This is the most interesting, immoral character I've yeah, seen yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson but play. But it's supposed to be kind of for good reasons. Yeah. But it's like, you don't feel like, you don't feel like he's the stand-up father. You feel like he's just this clusterfuck idiot who's I, just not thinking things through before doing it. He's them. panicking throughout this entire yeah. movie just thinking, and I know if I had a child who I probably loved so but much, he, I would protect him, but I don't know. I think my strategy even, he doesn't even He doesn't even act panicky. He's very like forthright and okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then we're going to lie about this. But like, he's he's very calm while he's making, making these bad decisions, yes. which uh, just awful decisions that don't make any sense chronologically. Well, this happens I'm going to do that but even what he does next after every bad decision doesn't help him with the previously bad it's just it's just sprouting up more fucking problems for you and this is another moment where we could have had you know something in the courtroom again god damn so um Meryl Streep is now talking to her daughter Judith while Judith um while she's in the bath Meryl Streep is in the bath Beth. daughter just comes in and has a conversation. Jesus Christ. So the daughter was there. This was what bothered you. When Edward Furlong was telling his whole story about how his girlfriend died, the daughter was still at the dinner table. Yeah. So she knows everything. She heard Meryl Streep say that she and her husband, you know, destroyed evidence and lied to the police. The daughter, this 12-year-old daughter, knows everything. 
So she knows that the story that they're telling is false, and she's not okay with it. And so it's time to fucking and, challenge your mommy. Jesus yeah. Christ. And then Meryl Streep says things like, you know, people don't always go to tor- go to court to tell the truth about everything. You're too young to understand oh some things. And it's God. like, man, yeah, that's just not... Bad fucking parenting. I know, that's and not something you want to... Let's Some of the your, worst parenting I've ever seen. Holy fucking! The they're know? so fucking. They're not even pretending. To, these are the most dishonest, honest, bad parents I have ever seen in my life. Of just saying the moral of the story is, you know, don't don't ever tell the truth in situations uh, when I, it comes to. Yeah, if you think you can save your ass, cut your, your ass, ass off. off. But the, but the but the daughter's not having it. She still has the moral compass. She's you know she's just telling Meryl Streep like. You're letting Dad convince you, and I could tell. They're bad. I think I figured out there's something about some of these, both these characters in these movies, like bad anti-heroes. They can't even be decent anti-heroes. They're like, have bad, both these have, both these movies have, like, characters so with really heroes, awful they're morals. they're not anti-heroes, they're just, what, non-heroes? Anti, I was just going to say anti-anti-heroes, but yeah, they're, no, they're just not, they're, uh, it's just strange because we have in our heads the idea of maybe it's because of her persona, maybe it's because of all the pop culture and all of the memes, all the internet bullshit that we have in our head that uh, along with Denzel, Meryl Streep has always has most for most of her career played like decent people and this is one of the times when she's not playing a decent person which i would be really good but she's not good in the role which is so fucking anyway anyway don't tell your and apparently it's now yeah it is the mid 90s so children will teach your parents well how to act in the world uh, how to be a better moral person but Jesus Christ. Anyway. So this is a weird scene. This is when Meryl and Liam are in bed. And Liam needs to remember he tells the story of Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. Isaac, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Abraham and Isaac. I read it and it's, it has the two A's. Isaac. It, weir- it weirds me out. Um, about how he was, you know, gonna, Abraham was gonna sacrifice his son just because God said so. And then Liam's, his, what his takeaway from the story is, well, who would want him for a father? <laughs> That's so fucking weird. All right. <laughs> it's such a fucking weird lie. Why say that? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a bit giggly, but that is fucking weird as fuck. That is yeah. one of the weirdest takeaways to take away from that beautiful Bible story of <laughs> yes. murdering of, somebody. Of child murder. Yes. <laughs> of child murder. It's your own child, though. So it's so it's. I guess it might be okay. I don't know. In the idea in Liam Neeson's fucking character's fucked up head. Oh my god, he's all over the place, and so am I. Let's move on. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> so there's um there's this blood drive at yeah. whatever facility, um, and Meryl Streep runs into the dead girl's mom in the bathroom. <clears throat> and she has the utter gall to say to this woman, you know, I am so sorry. If you could look at us as a family who's also so helpless. <laughs> and then the mom is just like, what? <laughs> think about where my daughter is now. You're trying to get him In the off. Ground. Yeah, you're trying to get him off with your big shot lawyer and all your money. You people think you own the world. <laughs> it's just like, 
Dude, I know you're in a spot, Meryl Streep, but fucking A. Hey. This woman actually lost her child. <laughs> That's not how you act. And to a and you're some kind and... of if he if he would have gone to the fucking cops first thing, ASAP, she might have made it. And she also, you might have not been fucking prosecuted. Yeah, and he might not have been in trouble at all because it would have been more clearly an accident. But he ran, so that's what made it look like murder. Don't run and, away and from murder, ladies and gentlemen. Don't run away from murder, ladies and gentlemen. Especially if you did it. Um, but, <laughs> but that's the if thing. You did this it. girl was dying and he bailed. So that's negligence, if nothing else. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really and I I know they're teenagers but you know you young people are supposed to be better than us and you're supposed to be more upright and more moral so you know I, that's what I would say to Edward Furlong you know be better be better than your parents who is morally bankrupt as they are Jesus Christ anyway okay so then they're at home they get a brick thrown through the window of their house people everyone's still harassing them so oh. <laughs> This is when Liam Neeson chases the guy that threw the brick, and the guy pulls a knife. And then they kind of have a little tussle, and Edward Furlong chases off the guy with the knife with a fire poker. <clears throat> and then that big wooden thing that's in the front of the yard, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's some kind of giant it's telescope great. or something. I don't know what it is. Okay, so Edward Furlong throws... And that thing gets set on fire somehow. Yeah, oh Edward, shit. And Edward Furlong throws the fire poker... At, at, the the, at the wooden thing that's on fire. And, and, then, and then it kind of like... Bounces back oh, off of the thing oh, and hits his... Like a piece hits and, and him. A piece hits him on the arm, yeah. And because his it bounces right off of the fucking uh, huge fucking wooden thing. I, I think it's the daughter and Edward Furlong were having a bit of a tussle. She was trying to pull him back. And that's when he threw the fire poker at the, yeah. the, the wooden thing that's on fire. Yeah, if something's on fire, <laughs> make sure to throw something at it. This really... <laughs> So many fucking nonsense again. This is top-notch nonsense. Yes, so many yes. fucking nonsensical, absurd fucking decisions so, by these fucking so, characters. Yeah, Edward Fillong's arm is on fire. He has to he has to drop <laughs> to the ground, and he doesn't roll. No, he Stop, doesn't. Drop and roll. Stop dropping roll. Stop dropping roll. He doesn't uh, roll. The parents have to pat him with shit because the fucker won't roll. No, he won't. Like you're supposed to. Um, <laughs> not the, you're supposed to roll. Your arm's yeah. on fire by your own did, negligence. Did, God did, damn, dude. Did you dude. not learn that in school? I know. Stop, you, drop, and roll. If you ever grow, go on fire, stop, drop, and roll. And especially if you throw... <laughs> yeah, if you cause your own arm fire. <laughs> he, he throws it and bounces off the goddamn thing. And I, I don't, you know, th this is the point where you just, like, you you just relax. You don't do anything. You just sit at home. Just don't. Oh my god, I can't. Okay, All so right. yeah, so that's when the next scene is uh, Meryl Streep because she's a doctor bandaging Edward Furlong's firearm. Not firearm. firearm, yeah, her arm. On fire. I like firearm. Fuck yes. it, firearm. Fire space arm. <clears throat> wound and um. Firearm. And he wound. and this is yeah. This is goes back to your your James Dean impression stuff. He literally says, "I feel like I'm being torn apart." If I hold this in, it's like poison. But if I tell the truth, Dad will go to jail, too. So both kids are getting to Meryl Streep. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's a... Okay. They show Meryl on the stand. And then they cut. We do not see what she says. No. We see her come out of the room and say, 
I told the real story. <laughs> she goes okay. home and says, she just admits it to Alfred Molina. She says, I told the truth. And he's like, oh, hey, fucking, these fucking people can't keep their... Their their story They're fucking straight. bullshit straight. This is not gonna bode well. But he gets pissed. Um, he's like, you know, she didn't tell anyone that she was gonna do that. No, she didn't. So Alfred Molina tells him about the car jack, and she says, "Oh, don't worry about it. It'll never surface." And he's like, "You know what? I gotta do what I gotta do. I built my case, and I'm gonna go for it." So he's gonna straight up throw her under the bus for the defense. Because my client is your son, not you. I am not here to protect you. Yeah. I am here to protect and your Meryl son. And Meryl says, you know, you're talking about ad campaigns. And Alvaro is like, I'm talking about saving your son. We built a case. You, you just went, fucked up. You just took, went fucking left <laughs> and didn't tell anybody. If you would have told me, maybe I could have prepared something. This is, he is the only professional, I know, moral, decent guy. fucking person. And he is the defense lawyer. For someone who accidentally killed a girl, you know, or like but, you know, more hey, or less killed a if girl. He's not lying if he doesn't know. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> oh, I Oh, okay. I, I wrote this down because I don't understand it. Why is Alfred Molina's tie tucked into his pants yeah. in the super serious scene? I don't scene? know. That, that's a, that's another was, character choice. His pants choice. were belted and everything. It was, I know that's a weird character choice to tuck your tie into your pants. Yeah, there are uh, so did many they, actors doing so many did weird Did they just <laughs> shoot this once and nobody noticed and they're like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, this is, okay. You... <laughs> Yeah, this is so fucking weird. Uh, I makes me want to rewatch the movie and just look at where is if his tie is tucked in on all the other fucking seeds. But unfortunately, Alfred Molina doesn't have. We don't see him lawyering. Actually, yeah, doing any we, actual yeah, lawyering. We don't, we don't lawyering. see. We don't get any real courtroom sequence except for that first arraignment, like you said. So Liam Neeson's pissed about this. You know, he says to Meryl Streep, you don't want to save him. You brought him into this world, but you're not willing to forgive him. I just want to say, shut the fuck up. I know, stop with the theatrics. Jesus Christ. You made up a lie that you made your son go with. She wanted to tell the truth. Court case idea-wise, not smart, but she's like, I'm not going to commit perjury. (laughs) When he didn't even murder with malice. This we gotta. I got. I hope this. Ep, I'm gonna send this episode to Meryl's agent. This is just. I need her to. I know, Ask I, her I know. about this. Uh, this would be the. This would be the movie that I would ask Meryl about. What exactly was going on on this fucking set? This is the one because there are so many odd fucking logical story, illogical story choices throughout the. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. But um. So then they find out that Jake has disappeared yet again with the Jeep, and then the daughter says, well, maybe he's going to drive that thing right into a tree. Damn. <laughs> drive it right into a tree. This is, that, that daughter should, that daughter's going to be traumatized. That sister character, that's, that's not yeah. going to be fun for her. So that's when the, the cop from before shows up and says, you know, to the parents, you better come with me. So they go, and Jake is in a jail cell. Yeah. He also went to the cops and told the true story. And he needs to... But, okay. yeah, oh, go ahead. Yeah, he he needs to... He says to his parents, I I need to tell this. I need to get this off my... No, he already did. Yeah, he, he already did. And he needs it to be signed. The piece of paper saying, uh, you know, authorizing 
this yeah, statement to he, be official. Yeah. He so needs, he truth, but the statement isn't legal unless it's signed by, by both a parent parents. or a guardian. Or, the, yeah. Both parents have I to sign it, and both parents have different stories. So yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> so. You better do it. And then he says, you know, uh, Edward Furling says, you know, the, you always told me the worst thing that you can be is someone who didn't stand up for his family. Yeah, there's a lot worse things you could be. <laughs> like an actual murderer. Yeah. Um, uh, someone who committed genocide. The, you know, did, uh, there, there are lots worse things. Uh, the bad files. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah uh, that's that's worse if you ask Yeah. Me. Yeah. <clears throat> the, all those top three, top yeah. four worst <clears throat> things to be. Than... So Liam says he's not lying for himself. But he won't sign the the true statement since he can't do anything that would take his son away from him. And it's like, no, you are making it worse. You say you're not lying for yourself. Yeah, you fucking are. You are. You also committed a crime that you didn't need to commit. (laughs) So the trial is over. We don't see any any of it. it. Which is a real shame. I was hoping to fucking... We see, we see the ruling. That's all we see. So the judge rules no criminal intent, but culpability... Five by, years. By running away, found guilty of involuntary manslaughter, gets five years, and the dad had to serve a year for destroying evidence. Genius. And, and then, he's out in two. He's yeah, out in yeah, two Yeah, he's out of, uh, on probation after two years with counseling. So it's like, okay, so he, he can go back to school like, this fucking sucks, but he fucked up. You know, just take your medicine and move on with your life. Um, so then we get, you know, the, it started out with the daughter's narr- you know, narration, and it ends with the daughter's narration. That I don't remember what she said, but it basically summed up to, things are normal but weird now. Thank you. Yes, there Thank was you. before and after. Yes, and things uh, are, apparent- <laughs> Things are back to normal, but weird. But weird. You don't say. It's weird. Apparently, on Wiki, the last thing I read on Wiki as far as the plot thing, it says, the family relocates to Miami. That is, that's, I don't, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Is that I don't the book remember. or the movie? That, uh, I don't know. It's at the. It's in the Wiki just saying, the family relocates to Miami. Well, I don't I mean, remember it being the, in the movie, so I, maybe I it's in the book. I don't remember being in the movie either. Yeah. Um, there's just a montage of them, like, of him skateboarding and doing normal activities. Well, is the wiki of the wiki of the movie? Or yeah, of the movie, which is weird. Anyway, oh, but well, um, okay. that's wild. I don't remember that either. That's it. It is. Um, yeah, before and after. Uh, would we recommend anybody actually watch this? Nah, you don't have to. No, no, not unless you're a Meryl Streep completist who wants to see <laughs> Meryl Streep completist. Well, I'm sure. Meryl's great, just not... Or Liam Neeson completist, or the very rare... Oh, Edward Furlong Furlong completist. Okay, our next movie... Oh, before we get into it... Yeah, let's... Yeah, not... Okay, let's see here. These are my notes from uh, Notes Out of Context. Here here is You're not going to do your... I am. This is me doing it. Okie dokie. Thank you for saying it. I'm doing it and saying it. Um, Here we go. This is Notes Without Context. Notes Without Context. Alright. Ooh, it looks cold. Children playing in the snow. Dead body in the snow. Edward Furlong needing question mark. Liam looks so young. Quaker answered enough. Martha is dead? Is Martha dead? Who is Martha? Edward uh, uh, Furlong's uh, given her a bracelet. Oh, longingly looking at each other's Jacob. 
And how we're gonna do it. Jacob was seen with the girl's lust person. J let's not jump the guns legally is my car. Got to kids, too. Leave her at the edge. Justice Grady searching the car. Is he a teenage killer? Blood and coat and mittens. Jacob was really mood. Joyous. Wow. A dope? You're a hypocrite, Jake said. Getting laid of the bloody evidence. Getting rid of the bloody evidence. Getting laid onto the bloody evidence. We're gonna fuck on that bloody evidence. That's disgusting. Uh, plenty of blood in the truck. Folder piercing with my car up. Coming for your soul. It looks like there's the card imploding mass client condom writer man on the dresser. A picture after upsetting his room. John heard. Small town mass. Liam make man-made. He's man-made. Is Meryl complicit? Let's certainly fucking hope so. Take care of someone. Someone else. Right then she killed her and possibly him. Phone king. First well master scarecrow caller. You flew through the mitten place into the fire. Beat Meryl digging Frank. They're all low at her. Blue marrow on the kid's bed. Jacob is gone. Still add there and still sods and the very melodrama. He up to Boston made him into the wife that he knows he could have. Court order. Unusual manliness. Have you seen the car killer? The Lodi? People are canceling. Why the calculator? He seems up the link bow here creepily over protectiveness and the untoward weird words. Oh my god. Five weeks have gone by. A poll where to get these postcards. Taking piss out of the parts. Jacob lost in the saloon silent time. Father has stood up. Mother the wretched or just self-protection by being silent. 20 park there. Juvenile proceedings. Extraordinary rather than the oath to him. Daughter dancing to grunge in the kitchen. Here's having a bally. That type of rage. Blaming outdoor sky rink in front of the... TV criminal lawyer Jacob he has a has his own problems with his kid Judy don't interfere with her still drag her I guess dialogue can turn brilliant actors into wasted performances, gift, letting the gift soar, and to get that stuff out of him, Dong St. James Dean shit at the Dong letter, ooh, look at his leather jacket, leather, leather that prostitute naying a candy corn, that's not something for you to talk about, but it is something for you to write about, you shouldn't have really written about this part, oh my gosh, okay, prank calls, church gore calls, May Merrill addict at the dinner table about the destroying of evidence worth that weirdness. Oh, wasn't me. Spooked or somebody not good enough for his yelliness at the mess hall. I, he's not pregnant, but he should be. Oh my gosh, she's the one that's pregnant, but he's not a Jedi. Getting around. Wait till she has a little bit of nuts in her mouth. Ew, that's disgusting. The car is stuck, so maybe he's gonna stop her. She hit him with the thing and more strength and then he hit her and then falling down and move of the rebel and oh my gosh panic 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 oh gosh Meryl waits with the endless plasm of the shoplifter own person pure instinct no it's not names it's 
fruition of loneliness. I don't think it's gonna go well very well. Hitchcock, my butthole, I don't think it's Hitchcock. Our story, am I grateful for whatever your TV has to do to me? Feeling sturge of a weird uncourage? Nothing when we had a chance to Sam him. Hecklers for check character? He was after that father snitch on your flesh and blood. Do you snitch on your flesh and blood? I certainly hope not. Very melodramatically acting. People don't necessarily tell the truth when they go to giant town. That little sister might need to might fuck this up. My, uh, she's gonna tell her what's the what? Be set because I said so? Who wants a father in the bathroom at the diarrhea? Wow. <laughs> no, we're not gonna do it. Blood sports? Blood spots? More like it. Ew, the mother is here, so helpless, by shot, lavender walking the streets with a knife fight in the front of the after-school special, break through that brush in my head, that thermos, it will height out the figure skating of Mr. Eric Clapton, fine on the arms, disappeared, torn apart, dad of brute will never hate you, oh, she's a basic bitch, platitudes from Meryl Streep seem very basic bitch, Meryl, a while the actual fuck. Tell the truth, Meryl. She did it, and oh my gosh, that car jack is wrong. I don't think the tow truck needs to be in his pants. It's not in his pants. Confrontation in the ballroom where a bunch yell at acting. Oh, Jacob's gone again. Snow is gone. Running. Did you or did you not turn your two guests into town tears. Oh no, did the sadness make you feel Uruguay? I don't think so. He has stood up for my family. I mean, really, to the righteous. Leanne, he's a mensch. Oh my gosh, Liam can't sign the cake. He doesn't want to sign the cake. And that's what I think his night tale of annoyance comes from. Did we need this little sister in this movie? I don't think so. There's a heated argument in the cell and a struggle, but no criminal intent. Did the do the right thing be yes? Because he ran away for involuntary manslaughter. This might be the time story. Da fuck. Narration. Change a scene. Thank you, Ellen Ginsberg. And this has been Notes Without Context. Thank you very much. Now we are on our next movie, which is Changing Lanes. Now, Changing Lanes uh, came out in the beautiful, wonderful time of April 2002. Now, there was, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but during the opening credits, they, uh, they, I, at some point, they edited out the Twin Towers. Oh, shit, really? And then, then they, and then, on the DVD, there's so many DVD extras in this movie. There's a deleted scene with Bradley Cooper. Being a, another young upstart lawyer who wants, yeah, yeah, I'm Bradley Cooper, and it's that's that's it, it. But it was cut, and we didn't see Bradley, young Bradley Cooper, going, Ben Affleck, the hell you doing? This uh, this movie was released in April, like I said, April two thousand two. 
in which uh, we have the movies Angels Don't Sleep Here, Teenage Caveman, She-Creature, she High Crimes with uh, Morgan Freeman and Ash... Uh, and, uh, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Uh, Big Trouble with uh, Tim Allen and Dennis Farina and Rene Russo. And uh, Human Nature with Tim Robbins, another one we're going to do for the pod. Uh, you know, The Skulls 2. Remember the movie The Skulls? It was a horror movie. And then there was The Skulls 2. The Skulls 2. And then we had The Sweetest Thing with Drew Barrymore, uh, which is a romantic comedy. Then we had Frailty with Bill Paxton and Matthew McConaughey, that horror movie, which I really like quite a bit. Uh, Home Room. Harvard Man with Sarah Michelle Gellar, The Scorpion King, Interstate 60, Murder by Numbers, directed by Barbette Schroeder, who was the uh, the director of the previous movie we just we watched, and then uh, American Psycho 2, Jason X, and Life or Something Like It with uh, yeah, which is just another you know dramedy. Anyway, this is. Uh, this has, I guess, uh, enough in common. This is, uh, you know, this is uh, people not being able to control their impulses. Another thing between these two movies mm. is that, like, I can't control, I'm so angry, and I am bitter, and I'm gonna fuck with the sh you know, fuck with the shit. And we have uh, another, we have two, another two big, two heavy hitters of, of, Calif of um, Samuel Jackson and... Ben Affleck, they're both in, uh, they're both kind of in the wilderness. Uh, ben Affleck especially is lost during this point of uh, of his time because this is right before he starts doing like Geely and all sorts of other things in the early to mid uh, 2000s that just don't really work. I mean, he has just in like between 2000 just like of the uh, 2001 Pearl Harbor, then Daddy and Then, then Jay and Silent Bob, then Changing Lanes, then Some of All Fears, and then Daredevil, Geely, Paycheck, Jersey Girl, Surviving Christmas, Clerks 2, Man About Town, Hollywood Land, Smoking Aces. Just uh, not going as doing as much as he probably should. He just dropped off a little bit. Uh, Samuel Jackson is wearing a purple hat in this, and I know. And looking this up, he always really enjoys. Pur I mean, he has purple. Apparently, is his color, and he uses it yeah. in a whole bunch of his yeah, he, fucking um, movies. He insisted that his lightsaber be. Yeah, but I was just about to mention He's that. The only is, one, and it's it's the only one that does that. Um, this movie is packed with fucking people. We have Tony Collette. Who was also in a M Night Shyamalan movie, which also Samuel Jackson was also in an M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, yes. uh, uh, two of them actually, of course, you know, Unbreakable and, Gla and Glass, and uh, and Tony Collette being, of course, in The Sixth Sense. There are really great. Um, they have this is uh, this movie is packed with a lot of characters, a lot of uh, a lot of character actors that. Uh, uh, really are the cream of the crop of the next fucking 15 years. They're going to be like super, superhuman, super, I mean, much, much bigger. Uh, you know, Richard Jenkins is going to be just, it has always been doing really good work. Sidney Pollock as the main boss here uh, over, uh, over um, freaking Ben Affleck's 
the uh, Ben Affleck's fucking uh, boss. It's 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 a really decent movie. This is much more faster paced. This is a bit. This is. This is more. Uh, this is more of a thriller than the previous one. I thought these movies were going to be uh, had more th- had more thrills, but there's more, a lot more melodrama, and uh, even though this is a little bit more sped up, it's still uh, it's still slower than most other thrillers that I've en- uh, that I've encountered. Uh, it actually made plenty. Of, it, it it made plenty of money. Its budget was forty five million, and it's and it made ninety four point nine million over the next course of that. It was, uh, it's, it, it's about really trying to, it, it's, it, it's about like that chance and not letting go of your ang- angry impulses. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's done by the Notting Hill director who also did, uh, you know, a romantic comedy in 2010 about freaking, uh, about a morning show with Rachel McGowan at McAdams. It's really uh, the director has done uh, romantic comedies. He's done dramas, but he is known for yeah. He's it, people really love Notting Hill, and that and this was the thing that he did after that. But uh, yeah, we have we have a whole bunch of, and then we also have Dylan Baker playing the undercover oh, yeah. private investigator jer- uh, jerk face in this. So uh, yeah, uh, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's, sure, babe. Sure. So uh, it's. There, uh, the uh, both of these, uh, both these actors are going through. Uh, both these characters are going through a really hard time. They have the, um, they, ha- uh, they have a fr- uh, Samuel uh, Samuel Jackson is a more uh, is more or less a, a black insurance agent who is uh, what? Yeah, he's an insurance salesman. Uh, who is who? Is, who you, goes to? What did you? What did you say though? No, I said something wrong. Go ahead. I don't know. What did you say? I said uh, a black insurance agent. Why did you say that? I don't. That know. is so weird. I don't know. I am weird. I'm sorry. Uh, he's an insurance. I, agent. I, I heard you wrong, and I'm like, what's black insurance? Is that something I need? No, no. It's, I, could, I, I couldn't. Know. I couldn't even reconcile you saying that. Yeah. Okay. I feel silly. What it actually? What you? I, I don't know. That's so bizarre. Yeah. It's a, on on wiki. It says. One, a middle-aged black insurance salesman. <laughs> oh, why does that? Why bad. does that say that? I feel bad now. Why does it feel the need to say that? Yeah. That's so weird. He's a Doyle Gibbs, a Gibson. Gip, yeah, Gibson. Gibson with a P for some reason. Yeah, this is um. He uh, both uh, both uh, both Ben and Samuel Jackson put in really good work here. What? Yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to say after this shit. Now I feel we- okay. There, uh, it is a uh, perchance. No, now I feel weird. Okay, here we go. We fucking loser, Michael. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't know why I read that thing out loud and I tried to be, you know, whatever, whatever the fuck. But uh, he is a recovering alcoholic who uh, goes to AA, uh, who goes to AA meetings. And, yes, William uh, Hurt is his sponsor. Hey, William Hurt, well, well, we know from the uh, pre- a previous episode. Yes. So uh, very different character. Very like different character. To you know, ten year, you know, freaking no, twenty years. Uh, no, no, ten years after uh, this, uh, ten year, eleven years after this movie came out. After the previous movie, I love the you. The previous death. movie was nineteen ninety. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, eleven years, eleven to twelve years. But uh, yeah, it's it's um. It's really it's really sad. This movie had more sadness than I remember. <laughs> what it did, I don't know why I've left it here. 
But, uh, and we have Ben Affleck being, uh, doing one of his, like, after chasing Amy, one of his first, uh, why are you smiling like that, you silly goose? Uh, I'm allowed to smile. Okay, you are. Of course. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't Rush Hour. Or, I don't know. But, um, some parts of Paris, I don't know. But, uh, but it, it's, it, uh, Ben, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, this is the second good, uh, uh, officially good performance of or second or third if you include goodwill hunting i i really <laughs> like chasing amy him you said this has been affleck's second or third good performance <laughs> yeah i feel bad about that i mean like really overall up to this point oh. this is his i mean uh, from like hey. when he started in early, the early 90s in 92 and in, in 1991 and up to like 2002 this is this is one of his best ones up to this point oh. you know other than chasing amy and parts of goodwill hunting he 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 was stereotyped into like a hey i'm a douchebag a lovable douchebag i'm gonna be a lovable douchebag and a handsome man mm. and uh that was his that was a good persona that he had and then he and then he fell in love with jennifer uh and then everything was fine Never mind. Uh, no, it was a lot of chaos after this. But yeah, it's uh, he he's he's good in the, in this. He feels very uh, he feel he feels like he's still trying to be confident. He looks very fucking. He looks very young. His uh, his and uh, Tony Collette looks very young. And they all. Look, why am I? <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. Why don't you talk about the film, sweetie? <laughs> he's a, a Wall Street. He is a Wall Street attorney, and he is. Rushing to file a a point a power of attorney to get his um his the, it's, a, it's a power of appointment power of appointment sorry his power of appo- uh, appointment document to prove that the a, a dead uh, the dead head of the company wanted these no babe particular- remember okay, okay so sorry. remember he's at the the kids orchestra show okay yeah 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 and it's the foundation. Uh, of the yeah, yeah, the guy, the head of the foundation died recently, and they want to make sure that the and and he's a big shot charity dude, and the granddaughter of the big shot charity dude is there, and she's pissed at Ben Affleck because he is trying to hand, trying to make his partners trustees to the foundation yeah. instead of the granddaughter. Yeah, and uh, we don't. It, it's. It, it's written well enough that you have to do a little bit of uh, have to do a little at least I had to do a little bit of work about uh, what exactly was going on here because they don't make it as obvious. As, no, they, they they don't make it super clear. It, it, or clear it, in, or clear in its fucking way and to prove you know signed the foundation it needs to be signed over to his new fir- this power of appoint uh, a. Power of appointment needs to be signed over to his new firm. At Which least he that's got his, the guy to sign, like on his deathbed, on his but deathbed. it was supposed to have been willed to the granddaughter, is my understanding. So the granddaughter's pissed off about this. I would Doesn't be feel off like, too. yeah, it feels very uh, underhanded and and rough to do such a thing. And uh, and uh, I guess Ben Affleck feels a bit conflicted about. Uh, I mean, somewhat. Conflicted no, he doesn't about. seem conflicted at all at the beginning. Not at the beginning, no. But um, yeah. he's super stoked to get to the courthouse and show them that file. Yeah, and uh, he uh, it, it uh, off they go. He he kind of he kind of apologizes. He doesn't know what to say because he's he fucking did it and this is what he did. And 
And so now he has to go to uh, have to go to uh, to get it uh, after it gets signed. Needs to go to to the freaking. Uh, uh, he has to go to the fucking court to get it looked at and to get it officially fucking done. But um, on his uh, on his on his way there, he is distracted. Uh, yeah. Also, Sam, uh, Sam Jackson. We see him getting a loan. He's gonna buy a house in the yeah. very beginning. So these are kind of cutscenes with these two different guys leading different, yeah, diff- having different stories and different lives that will eventually intersect. Intersect, <clears throat> and uh, we hear that, and is very much a class have, thing too. Yeah, yeah, it's a class thing, but they both have big legal shit going on. And uh, and they're both going to the. It's strange enough, and despite what all this fucking happens, there are they are going to the exact same spot. They are going. To, they're both going exactly to the courthouse. Yes, which is even more depressing. Yeah. So he uh, freaking goddamn Ben Affleck Bannock. His name is Gavin Bannock. Everybody, Gavin uh-huh. Bannock. Uh, is distracted while being on the FDR and FDR Drive, and uh, and we were in this exact same situation two or three years ago, where we got into a car accident, and uh, it was it was not as f- freaked out as as I thought it was going to be. Jesus. No, we just, we just had a we were we were in an Uber, and it was a um fender it was like a little fender bender, and he has a two thousand Mercedes. He has a 2000 Mercedes-Benz SLK 430, apparently. And uh, Gibson has a 1988 Toyota Corolla, which... Hey, those cars run forever. Yeah, yes, they really do. And... uh, and they they uh, they hit they kind of hit and they both kind of yeah they kind of have small crash a, a small crash and one of them it almost hits the uh fucking side what are the, the fucking barrels of fucking it nearly hits the yeah barrels the, of the, the first kind of time. the barrels that are being used as dividers as dividers yes and he doesn't and uh Samuel Jackson characters character Doyle Gibson Doyle Gibson and Gavin Bannock uh, are the two names of these two characters, so I'm going to refer them as Ben and Samuel Jackson. Anyway, but uh, and they uh, Samuel Jackson's character wants to do uh, wants to do it correctly, wants to exchange you know Insurance informa- information, information yeah. and Gavin. He's in Bannock, a badass hurry. He's in a hurry. He's got to get a piece a of paper shot. to the courthouse. And there's a whole bunch of hullabaloo between them. There's a, a they kind of argue like, oh, I'll just give you, I'll just give you a blank check. I'll just give you some and sort you can, of blanket check, and you can get your car fixed. Yeah. You can get your car I'm, fixed. Leaving I'm, gonna, I'm leaving. Gotta I'm, be somewhere. I'm going someplace else. I don't know where I'm going. This is not fun. Uh, I gotta. This is not fun. I have things to do, <laughs> which is awful. And says, okay, all right, do this. And it, it literally, I mean, this was 2006, though, so people. 2002. Have, 2002. I'm sorry. Um, so people had phones though, right? Normally what we do now, right? You don't write anything down. You just take a picture of the person's insurance card. Yes. Um, this was early, early, early to mid cell phones. Uh, you know, iPhones uh, so didn't this, really come in until so 2007. Been, so this would have been like, like Razor days or a little bit before Ray, uh, Razor and Blackberry. Okay. So that's not good enough. So yeah, you'd have to write it down. And I don't, uh, it's been a long time. There's a Blackberry movie coming out with freaking Glenn Howerton. It's out right now. About the BlackBerry phone? About the BlackBerry and how it became a thing and how it became not a thing afterwards. It's a Canadian thing. It was it, it was found, it was put together in Canada, which is interesting. The movie or the Blackberries? Blackberry. 
as really? probably is as well as the movie. But anyway, but um, it's uh, it's really anyway, but uh, that uh, yeah, that that and like the the small like uh like those yeah the razors or like small just like the flip phones, flip phones type of stuff yeah okay or so smaller you, flip so you'd, phones. you'd have to write it down yeah and so you would have to write it down even on your phone you could do that but yeah there's uh and it's it's embarrassing so they they mismanage they drop some stuff or they get different uh doc they think they get their correct documents in the whole hullabaloo of like oh i'll just uh give you give you a check and i gotta get the fuck out of here i'm an important white man yeah but why didn't why didn't ben affleck take the his file out of the car though i don't i don't i don't i don't know maybe it's I, 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 that, uh, maybe it's in his briefcase. I, I, it was a little, uh, a little Did he open his yeah. briefcase? You know, cause I didn't realize that that was going to be like the crux of the film or the yeah. inciting incident. Yeah. So I wasn't really, I didn't really, I don't remember like visually why he would and they have don't, that. And they don't make it a big, they don't make it a, a extremely big, they don't make it a big deal. They don't emphasize it all as much as they probably could, uh, as much as they probably probably could have some of this is subtle i mean maybe it's where his checkbook was so when he grabbed his checkbook he had to get it i don't remember that exactly because it's like leave your shit in your car bro yeah anyway yeah just stuff <laughs> just yeah, if, even if you're going to do this if you have quote-unquote important documents you're going to an important uh for a fucking court case that you're rushing to that you're you know uh because you're and then he just fucking goes anyway he goes off and uh, he lives, and he just leaves, and just fucking says, "Bye, all right, I gave you a, f- a fucking blank check." Yeah, and does he? He mentions this later. Does he ask him for a ride? Yeah, yes, he does ask him. He says, "Oh, I can't do it. I can't. Uh, I'm too. I got. I'm too busy. I got to do the thing." Yeah, he can't even like say two sentences, dude. And as it turns out, they're going to the same fucking place anyway. So better luck been next literally time. Literally, no skin off your nose to give the dude a ride. Yeah, uh, uh, better luck. Ne- uh, better luck next yeah, time. Yeah, that's what yeah, he says. That's what he says. And uh, do this right. And just it, it's 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 just sad. And then get it. And they're both late, but Gibson is especially late. Because it's it's really sad it's really sad what happens. They also barely miss each other. Barely miss each other. Anyway, go ahead. You were about to. Yeah. No, I wasn't about to. Okay, fine. Uh, it's just. Uh, and unfortunately, in his it, in his haste, Ben Affleck does in fact make it to his um. Make, makes it to the court case. You know, he, you know, tells some lie about why he was late, and the judge is like, okay, fine. But he doesn't have the right papers. He doesn't have that, um... Is that, that uh, declaration, uh, that point, uh, power of appointment The document. power of appointment document. that the dead guy signed, because it was lost in the accident, and he... It gets kind of interrogated he, by he the li- judge to say... He lies saying that he got into... He, well, he... He says he got into an accident. That part was true, but then lies about how he was switching the info, and he oh oh I must have given it to the other guy with my in you know Where, with my info on it. And the judge says, well if you call him up if you have his like, information, yeah if you switch contact information, you, you must have his information, him. and we can get this done, yeah. and we can move on and uh, get this under consideration and everything squared about but he's like uh i don't but he doesn't actually know who this dude is uh, because he couldn't like you know and, 
say he listened to two sentences. Yeah, because he couldn't fucking couldn't be a human to him by trying to figure. So then, yeah, yeah this screws his entire case because he has no signature doc proving who the trustees are, according to the dead founder of the foundation. And now this could be fraud. If, yeah. if they're doing the whole case saying that he wanted my partners to be the trustees, if you don't have the document but you brought the whole case on, they could they could go to big time bad jail for fraud. Yes, okay. That makes sense. Well, doesn't make yeah, and uh unfortunate on Samuel Jackson's side. Yeah, this is an even bigger bummer than This really. is sucks. This is just this feels so fucking ruthless and terrible exactly what fucking happens so he comes he learns that the judge ruled against him just already just like he, fucking yeah he was there for a custody hearing he's getting you know he's either getting or has got he's gotten divorced and his wife is moving all the way to oregon all across the um the contiguous united states um and he wants you know, that's what he bought a house for. He bought a house in Queens so that they can move back in so he has a place for his sons to stay yeah. so that he could get reasonable custody. And the judge is just like, nope, you were late. Sorry. Bye-bye. Custody. Yep, Bye. goodbye. Yep, next case. And, he, and he's like, but, but this, like, Ben Affleck was at least, a, he was a jerk face and wouldn't just and got what he was the fucking... to do. So he's getting his comeuppance. Sam Jackson gets screwed twice for no, no good reason. reason. No good reason at all. And it's fucking... It's just, it makes you fucking sad because he has plans and yet he has this, and he, he has plans. He ha, He's going to buy this guy, uh, I guess, buy this place. It, it was in Queens it was or in something. Queens. He, he mentions that thing. Yeah, that just, we see Queens it. A few uh, times. Yeah, we see the freaking Queens Bridge and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really, and, you know, we see it later, but the place is okay. The place is decent enough. So he is, he's really desperately trying. And, uh, yeah, all right. But, uh, it's, it's, it's so fucking, it's fucking, it's so fucking sad. Anyway. Okay. So, Ben Affleck makes this, you know, big dramatic call about the accident to Tony Collette. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't have the paper, and it's not signed, and some random guy has it, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's when he sees Sam Jackson, because they were in the same fucking building. Yeah. And, like, Sam Jackson's walking because his car was thrashed. That's why he was so late to his court appointment when Ben Affleck was only a little bit late to his because Ben Affleck could still drive. So Sam Jackson, is he's walking outside. It's kind of raining. And um, Ben Affleck, douchey is, is, you know, he's following him in his car being like, hey, man, I'm, I'm real sorry. Oh, by the way, um, you know, I, uh, I had this piece of paper. Did, did you have, did you see this file? Did it end up with your stuff? And of course, right, you know, like a minute before this, Sam Jackson's so pissed off. He had this whole custody plan. He'd like written yeah. a full outline and everything. And that's what this point uh, power of appointment, it's with that plan yeah. somehow. Yeah. I kind of want to watch the first couple scenes again to see how it actually gets exchanged. Um, and Sam Jackson, as soon as he leaves the courthouse, he's like, well, a lot of fucking good this did me. Throws the whole thing away. So it's in a garbage can in front of the courthouse. Yeah, which is fucking... So Ben Affleck's trying to play kissy ass to try and get his stuff back. And uh, trying to be ni- uh, trying to be nice. Get, get in the car. Trying to be... Uh, do you know where it is? I'm hey, really it's sorry. Raining. I can it's give raining. you a ride. Yeah. And this pisses... Oh, now Sam you want to be nice. Yeah. This pisses Sam Jackson off, and I can't blame him. <clears throat> and he says... He's like, I asked you for a ride... And he's... I asked you for a ride before, and you said better luck next time. You know, I've been, like, completely screwed over. And he's just like, you know, how about my time? Can you give my time back to me? I don't have your file. I throw it away. 
They threw it away. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want your money. I don't want your lunch. I don't want your ride. I don't want anything. I needed, I needed that it. 20 fucking minutes, homeboy. Can you turn back time like Cher says? No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Cher says. Yeah. Uh, but I can't. It's so it's so fucking sad. I, I all right. But again, they you know they still don't know that they were at the same courthouse. So when Ben Affleck hears that he threw it away, he's like, oh my god, it could be in any trash can in the city. Yeah, and it's 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 just it's just a, a it's just in one trash can. Just the right. You just yeah, the one right one. where you were. <laughs> he's such a goddamn asshole. <laughs> Is that uh, he's uh, he's trying to be quote unquote trying to be trying to be a good enough person. Anyway, he really wants to get back that fucking piece of paper. He gets to uh, he's so fucking desperate. At this point, too. All right. Uh, we eventually... How does he... Uh, who does he get connected to as far as okay. a fixer? Sorry. Okay, how does that, that, happen, get, that happens later. That happens so later. he meets right. up with his partners, one of whom is Sidney oh, Pollock. Pollock and Rick, yeah, Richard Jenkins. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he... He makes up this big whole lie. He like he says he doesn't have the power of appointment, but he tells them because he left it at some cafe where he had lunch, lunch. which is a stupid lie. Yeah. But then he's like, you know, I called them and it got thrown away, but they're gonna track down all the all the garbage. Stupid bad lie. Yeah. <clears throat> like it, like it's just as much trouble as what actually happened. Why are you telling this asinine lie? But then Sam Jackson, he knows exactly where he threw that thing away at. Yeah. So he goes back and he gets it. Gets it. Yeah. And uh, now, uh, and we find out that Sidney Pollock is Ben Affleck's father-in-law. Yeah, who's also yeah the the head of the firm that he works for, and he's gonna give him his old boat. So it's all this you know rich people. Problems. You can have a you can you can get my boat. He's like, I'm gonna he's get rid of my boat because I I'm getting a new boat. And Ben Affleck is interviewing this um possible new lawyer for his firm, but he's not listening internally. He's just freaking the fuck out. <clears throat> And then he gets what he what is called a really weird fax. Yeah. Yeah, this really weird fax just came for for you. Um, it's like like Homer Simpson. He's like, ah, I'd like to report a really yeah, weird island um, from Sam Jackson that yeah. he's still pissed that he denied his ride, but now Ben Affleck knows that he has his paper. Yeah, and uh, now he's like, is this... And he's almost taunting him. Yeah, yeah he's, he's taunting him. He's taunting him. Sam Jackson's fucking pissed and he wants to... Yeah, well, as he should be. It's fucking shitty what he yeah. fucking did. Yeah, and he's he's in recovery. He's righteous he goes, to do this. But he goes to a bar and orders a bourbon. And it's like, oh, Sam Jackson, don't drink the bourbon in the middle of the day. He's at... At Puffy's Tavern. Yeah, he gets been. into a bit of a altercation. He Not altercation a little bit later, much later on. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he goes to Puffy's Tavern, which is at, um... It's way the fuck downtown. Yeah, I uh, uh, I think this movie kind of feels like it's all being set in all of, yeah, on on of the Lower East Side near the financial district because he's a because supposedly he's a fuck uh, because downtown that's where that's uh, that's where the office uh, that's where all the fucking offices yeah, are. Yeah, anyone that's in the court music, yeah, court fucking buildings, but yeah. Yes, all the court fucking buildings, indeed. Um. So, oh, then we find, yeah, Tony Collette tells Ben Affleck she didn't like seeing him getting a dying old man to sign away his trust yeah. and foundation to the firm. <clears throat> and if he doesn't get that um, power of appointment back, he could go to jail. jail. So yeah. it's like, okay, so Ben Affleck character 
generally shitty dude. Yeah. He and we also find out a little bit also a little bit later, but they were they had an affair or they had Yeah, we find that out later. And you can it, it kinda makes a little bit more sense uh, a little bit more sense with some of the actions that they do uh, with that Tony Collette and he do a little bit later when they're outside on a uh, near a fountain. But uh, but that's when she says, "I know somebody." Yeah, I know somebody. I know somebody who can make people do things they might not do otherwise. So yeah. she knows a fixer. And the fixer is Dylan Baker, who is really really awesome. And uh, yeah, shady computer hacking jackass who's gonna say, "Okay, what you want." What do you want to happen? You want to destroy this guy? You want to turn his life upside down? Let's let's cancel all of his fucking financial shit. Yeah, Ben Affleck goes to Dylan Baker, and Dylan Baker, like, you know, in no time at all, finds all the info on Sam Jackson. Since um, <clears throat> Ben Affleck knows that he's in insurance, and I guess they ex- must have... Did they exchange, they exchange names at this point, right? Yeah, I guess, I guess so. He, he seems to, like... Uh, I guess he is the type of fixer that will can do like bad stuff because he's in the because they know the insurance people. No, who, but I'm talking about Sam Jackson's character. Oh yeah. Did he and Ben Affleck exchange names by this point? I I don't think so. Or I could I could be. I I I think that he. I think exchanging names. I think he knows who. I think Samuel Jackson's character knows at least who. Who he might be because of how he uh, might uh, because of the piece of paper that he was faxing, but yeah, I guess there must have been some kind of info on that. Yeah, uh, 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 a slight uh, a slight hole too, but yeah, um, he uh, yeah, and gets him to switch and Dil- off. And his- Dylan Baker, yeah, quote unquote, pushes the button. He deletes his Amex account, his Amex account, um, his bank card, and bankrupts him entirely. Yeah, switches off his credit <laughs> yeah. completely and just fucks him for life. And now, because he has right an appointment... When, right when he has his home loan going through. Yeah, yeah, because he has an appointment that afternoon. He just needed it to go by the freaking court uh, spot to at first earlier that day, and then he has... An appointment even later on that day to get the fucking to get the home loan yeah and it's uh and now now he can't he can't do anything now he is this is so fucking fucked up so, so sam jackson he he had called william hurt his sponsor but he's still sitting in the bar and he uh here's these ad douchebags yeah of. talking about a tiger woods ad and it's um and he's like oh i got a i got a an idea for a tiger woods ad and it's it's this a whole bit about racist golfers and yeah <clears throat> and um, well written yeah stuff. and yeah. do you remember no I don't remember the exact uh, did you write down some of the not really um, about how you know the the golfers are racist and they're always trying to get you know Tiger Woods or his dad or something to uh, to go in and get him a pack of smokes and be his caddy and whatnot and then. Tiger Woods somehow just shows him up by being the best golfer there is. Yeah. So something like that. Something like that. They feel super. Emb- they feel super embarrassed by uh, asking uh, them that. Then they go outside, and and, it, oh, and he ends with saying something like, "Yeah, and you know, so Tiger Woods is never gonna have to, you know, kowtow to any fat white like, guy like your dad's again. Yeah. Something of that of that." Nature. Uh, and, and then the guy's just like, what'd you say about what'd my dad? What'd you say about my dad? He's and like, we know they're white. They're probably fat, too. So he's probably not yeah. far off. You're in. Yeah. And 
Then the bartender says, I think it's time for you to go. Whether or not it's because his card was declined or because he's... Oh, yeah. He's... You know, charged enough uh, ruckus in this fucking gosh darn. But he bar. didn't drink the bourbon. He didn't, yeah. Oh, but yeah, he goes outside, and now the ad guys are giving him all kinds of grief, like yeah. yelling at him when he's on a payphone with his ex. And then, you know, he's just, Tim Jackson's, he's fucking over it. He's not having it, so he throws down on the, uh, yeah. the advertising guys. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, it, and it's over the phone. He's on the phone and they kind of, and they, uh, they, inter- they kind of interrupt him and yeah. make him feel, yeah, it's, and he kind of fucking, this had, uh, I said this during when we were watching it, but this had a lot in common with, uh, falling down yeah. that I recognize is people like pushing to their limit and then jumping over their limit and just fucking saying, well, I guess I'm going to be doing this because they keep on ant- anteing up on each other. Like uh, throughout this entire movie, to ratchet up each other's like, ooh, you did this to me, so I'm gonna fucking make you feel like crap or something. I guess that was yeah. So, so Ben Affleck has left Sam Jackson a voicemail, so they must have exchanged numbers and whatnot. Um, I guess via the facts anyway, telling him that he turned off his credit, and he sort of says, "You are now a spirit without a body." That's how a Wall Street guy yeah thinks of a person with no credit. Yeah, which is fucking disturbing and fucked up a person with no uh anyway but um yeah he he fucking he's he really wants to get back at fucking ben affleck and so he 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 undoes his fucking lug nuts on his car doesn't he or is that a little little bit later later. sorry yeah um so tony coletta is running over you know sam jackson's info with ben affleck um in his office like, oh, wow, they've done this, and he had this, and this, and this. And then, then Ben Affleck is starting to wonder why he went to court alone if this is such an important case. Why neither of the partners were there with them. And he's like, well, I wonder what's in my own file. Yeah, which... You know what these people have on, on him. Yeah. So at first, Sam, ja- Sam Jackson, he, you know, he's cooled down, and he's going to do the right thing, and he's at either, you know, a post office or FedEx, and he's just going to mail the file back to Ben Affleck. But before he does that, he checks his voicemails. Yeah. He gets one from the bank saying, like, yeah, there's a problem with your loan. Yeah. So he's like, what the fuck? And then he gets the one from Ben Affleck knowing, you know, what the fuck happened. And he's like, oh, hells no. Yeah. And that's when he it, that's when he starts to think about uh, getting back getting back at him in a real way. But, yeah. Where's that? Oh, so this is where, you know, um, Ben Affleck, he's talking to his partner, Sidney Pollock. This is where he tells them about the whole um, losing the file yeah. in the cafe, but he might get it back. And the other partner is like, yeah, okay, we still have the signature page of his living will, right? Yeah, yes, I get, yeah, so why don't we just <laughs> forge that, more or less? He, or not. He's just like, yeah, we can create a new point of appointment sheet over that signature and yeah. create a forgery. And it, it again, we're just being open and honest. Another thing in common, we're just being open and honest with the crimes we're about to fucking do. Then <laughs> I get I and they're not and he has some sort of moral quandary about that. We're going to forge a document. He he's, well, he could he, also be worried about that. Like that is absolutely fraud, and you could go very much to jail for that. Or at least I will go to jail for that. He's thinking I will probably go to jail. For so Ben Affleck doesn't know what to know, what to do. He's starting to lose his shit. So he lights a piece of paper on fire and sets off the sprinklers in his office building so that everyone has to leave. 
And that's when he goes searching through the files, and he uh, he found his own file, and he found out that the bosses, his partners, were actually going to pay themselves from the trust. That's when yeah. the New York Fire Department shows up, and <clears throat> he walks out of the building. You know, he's all wet. He's been yeah. in there for a while after everyone's left. Yeah. The, so the building is entirely sobbed. So he's sitting outside with Tony Collette. He recounts all the laws that he's broken just that day and kisses Tony Collette. So he's cheating too. Yeah. And by the way, his wife is uh, Amanda Pete, and she does. Uh, we find this out later, but she realized she knows that he had an affair and knew when I guess knew when it was over. And she uh, she's also her she's also her dad's daughter. I mean, she is very much in the fucking mold of yeah, that's his fucking yeah yeah. We find that out in just yeah. a bit yeah. So then this little kid says, you know, open your hands. And, and he's just like, what? What? So he, so Ben Affleck does hold his hands out, and this kid drops this torn up document into his hand. And and it's the it's not necessarily. I don't think it's the sign. Is it the sign piece or is it something else? I no, it was, it's something else. That's why. Uh, what the fuck was it? I. It's Sam Jackson's number and. Um, at Sam Jackson's number. So he calls him, and Sam Jackson said, you know, if my credit's not on by that time I get to the bank, I'm going to destroy this file. You have 30 minutes. Yeah. So Ben Affleck calls the fixer, and the fixer's like, oh, wait, 30 minutes? I'm not sure I can do it in that time. Yeah, and he try, he try, and he kind of does what he fucking can, but he can't, he can't turn off some fucking thing. So, so. that is when um, Ben Affleck's wife, Amanda Pete, calls him to meet him at this particular restaurant in 10 minutes. 10 minutes, yeah. So Sam Jackson is at the bank, and the guy, you know, the bank guy is like, "Yeah, I'm sorry," and he's like, "Well, my credit's off, right?" Yeah. And then he's like, "Check again," <clears throat> and the bank, the bank guy checks again, and he's like, "Oh, well, that's well, that's weird." And he's <laughs> like, "Well, we still can't approve your loan. You're you're bankrupt." <clears throat> and then Sam Jackson just like, and and the and the guy's just like, "Well, you know, you're still bankrupt." And the, and Sam Jackson's just like, "No, it's a mistake. You saw that my credit was off, and now it's on. There's I've obviously been hacked. There's something going on with." with, like, the computer system. And the guy's just like, well, if it is a mistake, uh, clearing it up shouldn't take more than three months. Three? I don't have three months. Yeah, Sam Jackson's just like, yeah, hey, he's got some kind of computer voodoo. I wasn't bankrupt yesterday, and I'm not bankrupt today. And the bank guy just says, well, the computer says bankrupt. you are. Yeah, the computer says you are. I'm reading it, so it's true, yeah. Yeah, so Sam Jackson goes postal because fuck this mess. And, uh, yeah, and he... he Wants to get back at him. Go ahead. Yeah. I, you could, Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. And he finds out, okay, I'm going to remove lug nuts from your uh, car. Okay. Th- but or is, this, am I th- wrong there? Or am you're, I... you're not wrong here. You're just kind of out of... Out of, cro- out of order. Chronological right, order. Fine. So this is where Ben Affleck meets his wife. Oh, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And they have a they have this really fucked up chit chat where we find out that mm-hmm. her father had a, midner- had a mistress for 20 years. His mom knew. Or her mom knew. And was fine with it because the expensive life that she loved so much was paid for by a guy whose job it is to find ways to cheat. How do you feel about that? That's fucked up shit. But it, but it also explains why, yeah, why Amanda, why Amanda Pete has the same mindset. Yeah. You know, and she tells Ben Affleck, you know, if you want to continue to live the way we've been living, you have, you have to, to steal. You have to do this document thing. This is, or not. Well, you have to do... Well, she says, you know, I could have married an honest man. I could have married a professor. But I married a Wall Street lawyer. 
you're not gonna, you know, and she's like, you know, you're not gonna do anything stupid like leave me. I know about Michelle. I know about Michelle, who's Tony Collette's character. I know, you know, when it started and when it was over. Just let me help you with this. Yeah. So we're thinking she's gonna be like emotionally supportive or something, but then she, she just straight up says, um, yeah, she wants him to agree to have the signature forged on the new power of appointment, and then she's like, and then you know, then come out to dinner with uh, Karen and Carl. Yeah. It's like, go ahead, commit fraud, and then we're all going to go out to dinner. It will be fine. It'll be fine. Just do what you had to do. You just do what you have to do, so I will be taken care of, and so will you be taken care of. So you do not need to worry about a thing. But as far as Ben Affleck knows, Sam Jackson's still good. Yeah. It, he doesn't know that it was the bankruptcy that, that couldn't get resolved because his credit is back on. But Sam Jackson, you know, he knows that it's not exactly as it's supposed to be. He calls Ben Affleck and says, okay, now I owe you something. And Ben Affleck's just like, well, I'm just glad this whole thing is over. Yeah. So, yeah, he's completely unawares. Yeah. So the fixer calls, and ben, ben Affleck is like, okay, great, I'm glad everything's fine. And that's when Dylan Baker says, oh, well, everything's fine. That's weird, since I can't undo the bankruptcy, because it, and I quote, has a life of its own. Yes, and that that's scary. So this is where Sam Jackson is in a, in a yeah. cab oh, driving yeah, next to Ben Affleck, and he waves the tire iron at him. Yeah. Which is which is kind of scary. Ben Affleck and is just like, what the fuck? And that's when his wheel comes. That's through. when his wheels come off, and he cra- He actually crashes into the divider of big crash, big uh, divider uh, crash, and the water goes every fucking everywhere. And he's like, well, my gosh, I got away. And he looks at, uh, in front of him and says, ah, kind of in a relief type of face, uh, says, ah, I got that guy. But um, or yeah, I got Ben. Now he's really fucked. Anyway. So um, then it gets kind of weird. Um, Sam Jackson, he calls his ex and says that he's not going to en- end up being able to get the house. Ben Affleck goes to church. Yeah. And which... he sits in the confessional booth. And then the the priest is just like, you know, what can I do you for? Or whatever priests say when you go to a confession. Yeah. And he's like, I- I'm not I'm not Catholic. I just wanted to. He's just like, all the seats were full. I don't want to do this actual bit. And it's like, well, you might want to. Might yeah. make you feel better. Yeah, you, you don't really want to say anything. It's Jesus. Um, and Sam Jackson goes with his ex to the house in Queens, and he's just like, well, this was supposed to be it, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. And she's just telling him things like, you know, the reason I went to Oregon was I just needed a different life. I he's like, I still loved you. I just, you know, I could find something better. I could find a better version of you, I which is like, that. ouch. That's a heart- That's a hurtful thing burn. to say, yeah. Especially, yeah, I, I, she's already, I'm taking the kids and taking both of the yeah. children away. Oh, and weird thing, in the, in that queen's house, Jesus is in the closet. There's a painting of Jesus mm-hmm. in the closet, I noticed. Yeah, oh, that's where he's Ben Affleck's at church, Sam Jackson's in a queen's house with Jesus in the closet. Jesus in the closet, yeah. yeah. That's where he, that's where he's been for a while. Um, we're not gonna out him. So then Ben Affleck says to the priest, you know, He's like, you know, give the world meaning for me. And the priest is like, why does the world need meaning? And Ben Affleck's like, because my father-in-law got me to screw over a good man and my wife cheers me on. It's like, yeah, you surrounded yourself with shitheads. With shitty people. There you go. There you go. That's what happens when you surround yourself with shitheads. You feel bad and you're surrounded with shitheads. Yeah, this is when it gets really dirty. Now Ben Affleck is on the attack. Yeah. So he goes to Sam Jackson's kid's school since he has all of his info now. Yeah. <clears throat> and he tells 
one of the admins, the principal, some lady there, yeah. that Sam Jackson is a danger to his kids because he lost custody. And then he leaves Sam Jackson a met you know a voicemail that there's been an accident with one of his kids at school. So yeah. of course Sam Jackson so, you know shows up to his kid's school all in a frenzy all because he's frenzy. afraid that you know that one of them has been hurt. And he start and it's it's it a lot of desperation. I haven't seen Sam put in this yeah. fucking much uh, this much emotional dramatic work in a genre movie. It, it, that many to- that mu- that many times when it's just a regular director and it's not like a it's just a regular genre picture. This isn't like uh, something from an auteur. This is just this is, but yeah, this it, he's really embodying this sort of uh, hardcore desperation throughout. But you know. yeah, so he takes the cab to the school. He's freaking out, and the lady that Ben Affleck was talking to is waiting for him. So then he you know he wants to know what's going on. Um, so he yells for his kids down the hall, and that's when the the cops, you know, grab him, hold him down, cuff him, and he gets booked. Yeah, and <laughs> this day couldn't get any fucking yeah. worse for Samuel Jackson. No, it really couldn't. It's, it's, it's really just a hellhole. So Ben Affleck, um, he he knows what happens. He you know he wanted to get back at him for car- crashing his freaking car, car, but he knows that. He's still bankrupt, so he's like, I still need my file. I have to try and make this right. So he goes to Sam Jackson's bank, says that he's Sam Jackson's lawyer, and that he's been hacked. <clears throat> and the bank guy's like, um, yeah, it's I like five minutes till closing. I don't have to listen to you. I'm over and this. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I don't want, and I also don't want your drama. He was he was unprofessional, and he, that that from from that guy's point of view, he's thinking, oh, I don't want any more professionalism or uh, unprofessionalism or drama or whatever the hell is going on. I don't want to freaking deal with it. Yeah. And I don't care who you are, Ben Affleck, who's supposedly a lawyer for this guy. But then Ben mm. Affleck's like, well, what if someone could co-sign for co-sign for him? Yeah. So Ben Affleck like tries to get the loan for him, which is like that's impressive. A, that's, a, that's a pretty that's a pretty nice far, far step, but I guess he needs it. So yeah. so he doesn't you know yeah commit fraud. Apparently, yeah, of course not. So Sam Jackson's um, ex is at the police station. She you know, and he's like, dude, this guy's been fucking with me all day. He's trying to ruin my life. And the ex is just like, you know, I. she believes him, but she's over his bullshit. Because apparently he pulls crap like this all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's the other thing that we haven't mentioned is that he also feeds into some of the... I mean, he also uh, he's also was giving as good as he got because he fucking cut his fucking wheels yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, he and he's done this before. So she's familiar anger, with yeah. that type of... She's familiar with his... Uh, a certain type of insanity and so she's like i don't want to fucking i don't care i mean we're done i don't want to deal with this anymore or at least that's her stance at the oh and at this point yeah ben affleck is back at his office he's interviewing another um possible young lawyer for the firm and it's this really idealistic young guy and he's just like yeah you know you're hired and the guy's like really and he's like yeah because i want to i want to hear what you have to say about the law after you're here five years five years two years one month. month One month, a week, a day, an hour of this place. Yeah. I want you to, I want to understand how you feel after any certain amount of time that isn't fucking 10 minutes. 
uh, of just like dealing with what we're deal what we have to deal with on because now he's morally struck. He's like, oh my god, look what I've been doing all day and what type of fucking man I've become yeah. because of the fucking evilness around me and what I uh, what and he's kind of he's not he's kind of projecting to other he's kind of blaming uh, uh, his environment a little bit, but he, uh, he, he I don't know if he blames him. Uh, 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 yeah, so he wants to he wants to find out what that what that is, but uh, it's, it's so sad. It, you know, Gibson, also known as Samuel Jackson, gets uh, just uh, he he's in there for a little while, and then we find out who bails him out. Yeah. His, uh, William Hurt, yeah, his uh, sponsor, his sponsor, and he's uh, and they have a nice heart to heart outside of the fucking police station, and. William Hurt set, uh, basically tells him the truth and that you're addicted to chaos. Yeah. Alcohol isn't really your like, drug. Yeah. Yeah. You're addicted to chaos. There's nothing really you gotta. Uh, nothing really. There's only so much I can. More or less gives you the uh, thing of like, there's not so much I can do for you. I know what you're addicted to. I can't really. I can only kind of point you in the best way I can be because of how who you are. But yeah, and tells him some hard truths and. He fucking think he fucking thinks on that. That's just yeah. Me. But yeah, and then we find that Ben Affleck he wrote a statement to the judge, telling the judge that he couldn't recover the document that he needed. Yeah, the power, the power of, of yeah, the power of appointment document, and it was signed under duress anyway. So he's coming completely clean. Yeah, but then we find out that Sidney Pollock already had a forged document. And, and it's already taken care of. And it's already been filed with the court. Yeah, it's already... I And that just realizes, oh, Sidney Pollock stopped trusting me as soon as I fucking left the room tell, after telling mm -hmm. me that thing. And he probably said, okay, Richard Jenkins, let's go and get this done and get this taken care of yeah. so we can save our own ass while kind of laying it out. Because after that, after that talk at the... Yeah, after that talk at the dinner, it, it, he kind of realized... Uh, or it, or am I pulling? Did we already talk about that the dinner part? Or am I? Oh, the dinner with around? the wife and the parents. Yeah, and uh, that as the mo old mother was like, oh, that, oh that, no. that happens a little bit later. Yeah, it happens a little bit later. Just but that's that's when he really stands up to his fucking real. But he realizes that oh yeah, it didn't really matter what I did. I he was gonna fucking Sidney <laughs> Pollock and yeah, Richard so Jenkins are gonna take care of it no matter what. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make make sure that what they want to happen happens so yeah Sidney Pollock tells Ben Affleck you know he's like fly to Texas and defend someone on death row and come back in a few months and see if you still want to confess yeah so he knew and he was just like you know uh, Mr. Dunn the big big charity guy you know he was all he was already corrupt anyway he's like you know how do you think you know this got made and how do you think he got the money from this yeah and you know Sidney Pollock says you know I live with myself because I believe I do more good than harm <laughs> Oh, all, all right. right, all right. That's okay. the that's the bullshit idea you want to tell yourself. You're not doing as much good then, though. You're yeah. not doing. I, I'm not seeing as much that foundation thing. And what what do we know about fucking foundations? They are, or at least what I know about foundations is that they're the biggest fucking tax fucking scheme. That's oh, the yeah. best way to, to launder your money. Or not. Oh yeah, well, to if, launder if, extra if you, shit. If you're into laundering, if you're into laundering, or if you don't want to pay as many taxes, if you have a foundation, that was the whole thing. That you know, that when yeah. really wealthy people have foundations, just that's just one way to fucking launder money and to mm -hmm. fucking deal with that. If, if if you're a criminal wealthy fucker, but uh, that's that's what Trump did. Just to fucking go. Hey, so now Trump. Sam Jackson and Ben Affleck are both in his office. Yeah. 
And, and he and Sam Jackson tells Ben Affleck he's like you know I could have gotten the house but she was gonna leave anyway. Yeah. And she and he gives him the file. Yeah. And he says I'll find a way to be their father again. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Ben Affleck's just like you know I have the file but I don't need it anymore it's been taken care of. And uh, this is the heavy this is the acting part of the, I mean this is where they really get to have a real one on one like real acting scene where they really take those moments and take those silences and take those breaths that uh so you could really uh not that i'm saying it's oscar baby but this is where this is where you could cut a clip and fucking you know put it up for anything for something or whatever the fuck but they're really it's really nice to see them actually doing good work here especially in this last scene and yeah so uh, this is where ben affleck is at the dinner with dinner. his wife and sydney pollock and um, he threatens Sidney Pollock, and uh, well, he drops the real file and yeah. says that he's going to go pro bono, and he's going to help Sam Jackson get his house, and he's going to call the granddaughter of the big charity dude and tell him that the partners are going to give back the three million they stole from the foundation. Yeah. <laughs> My God. And that's yeah. when Ben Affleck goes to Sam Jackson's ex, and you know we don't know, we don't see what he tells her but then that we see her with sam jackson's two kids and go to meet him and that's pretty much pretty much the end of the movie or yeah right so it's like yeah they're both fucked up but they know a little bit more about themselves yes they've learned something unlike unlike the fucking other two major characters in the (laughs) film they learned something and in the previous movie they did not they they are. I would even. There's even an argument to be made that Meryl Streep and Liam Neeson's characters are legit underhanded criminal. I mean, like they're crim, they're criminals. I don't know if Meryl Streep not criminals, but character was so much a criminal. She was more. Yeah, she even the daughter called it. It's like you're just being led around by dad, and you're just being doing what you're what you're told. And she just she she believes everybody. Yeah, it's just a very not very naive. What, it, it, I'm trying to think of other uh, similarities between these two that we can think yeah, about. Yeah, it was kind of an odd pairing, babe. Yeah, I, I well, you know, we both we both got. I mean, two handers, but yeah, that two two handers. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, but I yeah I I can't believe I said I, I'm going to say this, but Samuel Jackson and Ben Affleck did yes. better performances yeah. in this than Meryl Streep. And Liam Neeson. Yeah, it's true. And it was just generally a more entertaining movie. <laughs> a much more entertaining movie. Anyway, uh, now we're going to uh, the segment. Lock last segment. Yes, yeah, all right. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, did you say lock block? <laughs> Slop talk. <laughs> I said something Shut. stupid. Let's, let's move I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it. I'm <laughs> editing this episode. Uh, so I'm going to hear it. Um, lock talk. Chop, lock talk. Uh, this is, uh, this is, uh, Notes Without Context. Notes Without Context. This is Notes Without Context, where we write, uh, when we read, uh, where I read my notes, uh, and they're out of context, and sometimes they don't make any sense, because, A, I don't know how to read my own notes, and B, I don't write very, uh, legibly. Okay, here we go. Um, here we go. Big poom for souls, two boys. What? 
That made that really made sense. Music time for the kids. Approved. Bon Monsant. Dunn's understanding the den of celebration. AA meeting. Mira owns. Mina owes Sidney Pollock knows something. Ben just adieu at, at Tony's office. Of course we didn't. Saul waits it on a insurance salesman grift. Few cultures we met that we don't need to know. Boys need talking by their father in a word crash. No, nothing. A black a uh, blank check? Loving Sea Anchor doesn't have the accolades. Gotta get that right, father. Some condom needs to be showed to him. No, I'm also the cat ruled helpless and hopeless. Ready the other boys. What other the father next can think? Ooh, the courthouse, the guy. Myrtle Beach, you sent. I sent you to Myrtle Beach. I have no ex escape. He's a little winged. Walk around and Sam the file. China B, the other boat rather. Sidney Pollock and Richard Jenkins on. Gonna be unhappy with you. Why do you want to be lawyer? D.A. Jaff S.F. daughter Dorothy Death penalty defense of the poor? Weird facts. Sam wants a drink, unlike the scent that have them faxed. Dying old van. Power of appointment. Oh, that, I meant to say man there. Dying old ma van. I almost, I said van again. Power of appointment. Doing the court corners. Helps out with a fixer. Too weak to mad dog the terms with your own age. Hangover. Villain hurt. Oh, that's William hurt. But he's also villain hurt. Is same sponge. A meeting plan. Uh, meeting with Dylan Baker. Dad is staggering Wednesday commercial. Father determination. With the fat sadness on your body. Doyle now bankrupt hitting the two dudes. Fine. Spirit without a body. Ben Affleck, what's in the taste flex? Give it back, down night the things. I'm sorry, Sigmund Freud. Maybe you need to get Fargo up your butt. Why don't you ever mace on your own Talladega night? Oh my gosh, Ben Affleck can seethe off the alarm of who does the file say, Seinfeld, looking at farting, looking at the appointment of farting, hold out the document not yourself make, turn it and blank on, I'll do my own boasts, wife needs to see him tense cutting in, you cut me help out you bankrupt man computer voodoo, throwing in the computer, mistress, father, people who sustain it, move the wall with the shot, uh, with the wall street lawyer, can you lure Batman back to your cave? I certainly don't think so knock around the 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 midge oh what the midge let me help you know in kale's she talked to her daddy and now you say son something out of ben's car woof off suing the house and ben walks into a door a letter version of you bearded garage man lots of kissing no honor at all be ready for hymns children's school for the trap that ben and he sets dot make me call the police disturbing drama who's it can be for the family that what's we owe at the pole station ben after 
Affleck trying to do what's right in jail, leaving your boys. Come on, if you little uh, uh, oh, a little bit of ice on the nose. Ben's gonna come, John. Join your sponsor, balded man. The scent is out. When Hurt is the under uh, underdog of a power of attorney, William Hurt is Tayru. You go on the Daster Zone defense. You bought to and walked off for your years and just bearing now woke to the idea that your law life is shady WTF hose is the way to the mud is way to the mud well I had to the I had the file but I don't need it interesting and traditionally traditionally pretty strange monologue from Ben Mary or another life you had with that girl I'm sorry about what I did she calls Simon all she did with get dinner in the tenseness of America is that a snapper ooh that's a nice ending and this has been notes without context all right, um, I've been Michael Benson, and that was me the entire time. It wasn't a different person saying all those words. Um, and you are Miranda? Yes, I am. All right, have a good day, everybody. Bye. Bye.